So, uh, I don't know which episode this is. I haven't done this in like a while. I did. I did one uh, last week, and that was like I'm pretty sure I'm over a hundred now. But okay. Um, introduce yourself. Oh, Lala or Lauren? Okay, we'll go yeah. with Lala. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you do? Oh, I'm in the Air Force. Air Force. I do like uh, personnel or like administrative actions. Okay. So that's like. I don't know. I don't know what our version of that S1. would be. S1. S1. Yeah. S1. Okay. How long have you been doing that? Um, like two and a half years. The other times I was, uh, the other part of my military career, I was like weapon supply. Okay. Yeah. So we, we already, we already met prior to this. Yeah. Last, <laughs> last time, last time you see me, I was, I was damn near like paralyzed. So, <laughs> sure. uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, I survived that. <laughs> Definitely I survived that. Wasn't. Yeah, it took me like it took me like at least two or three weeks to like recover. Like it was it that was the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life, and it was so random. But uh, but yeah, I went to like uh, I started doing like physical therapy for it, and which I mean, which is cool because it's gonna help me when I get out too. So that's gonna be more. Hopefully, I get a better percentage on that. You with won't. that added to it, but I'm yeah, so you, disability. yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. That's the way to go. Like a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't know. Like instead of doing like 20 years, like getting out, like medically is the way to go. And my focus like you is the reason why they got so many like high standards as far as medical to get in and but right now. I actually have stuff that was actually like stuff that was <laughs> wrong with me. Like the the reason why I, what I'm getting out for medically is because of. I actually like injured myself Mm -hmm. and I got, I had surgery already and it didn't get better. So, (laughs) you know, okay. okay. I mean, you only been doing it. So how long total you been doing this? Five years, five years. All right. So I guarantee you like another five years, you're going to be like, all right, like, well, it's different because you're in the air force and you like admin. So it's like, well, okay. So, um, they're like, the military pays for breast reduction surgery, so I'm doing that. Well, yeah, they're gonna pay. For, I mean, you gonna have you gonna have that done in before like the next five years. Well, yeah, oh yeah, like next year. But like, I'm gonna tell them like, oh damn, my back still hurt. What are y'all doing? Yeah, see, there you go. So you on the same wave? You, you I, I was like, you try to criticize I'm, me. <laughs> I know I'm not better. <laughs> but so how I know you mentioned that you was like at home for like a while while you were still in yeah so um after like the whole COVID thing everybody's office was like taking their time coming back to work and stuff like that so they let me work from home for like seven months and where's home Atlanta and (laughs) how was that um it was it wasn't productive I'm gonna say that like I would sleep half the time um, day drinking, <laughs> people would try How to much work did you actually get done while you was doing Absolutely. That? <laughs> Maybe like 10% of the work I was supposed to do, I did within seven months. Did they, did they ever like check on you or be like, Hey, you know, we need this done or, or how's it going? Like, or where are you at? Cause I know for sure, like if army was on that, they, you ain't going nowhere. No, they literally I'm sorry they babysit you guys, but no, they don't. Um, 
they don't babysit us. They just, hey, we're asking you to do something. And I'd be like, okay. Sometimes I would remember, but I would tell them, like, I don't remember having that conversation with you. So <laughs> <laughs> I so, didn't know I was supposed to do that. So it was pretty much just seven months in Atlanta, just, you Rocking know. out, just doing whatever. Okay, so I was, um, like, doing hookah, like, working as a hookah girl at the strip club. Why was you doing that? To make extra money. That's like $1,000 extra a week. A week. Okay. You uh, was a... Uh, didn't they pay for you to be there, too? Don't they give you... Don't they... Do they give you a BAH? Mm-hmm. So... Okay, but the BAH everywhere is different. The BAH in Georgia is like $900. Damn. In Atlanta, though? Yeah, and my rent was $1,300. I Atlanta's uh, expensive, though. Yeah. But the BAH rates hadn't went up, so... If you was on... You didn't, you, didn't stay, you didn't try to stay with family, or you didn't want to do that? Never. I would never do that. Oh, okay. Would you stay with your family? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, it's select family that I would stay with, but at the end of the day, like, some people don't realize, like, you need your own space, too. Absolutely. So. Like, what if I want to walk around how I want to walk around? What if I want to do what I want to do? Okay, I don't want nobody to be in, like, you woke me up because you came in at 3 a.m. Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> I can understand that. Um, so, basically, you was, like, on a mini deployment, just not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do whatever you wanted. Absolutely. Man. You know how many people would kill for that? You know how many people would do the same thing I did and take advantage of their opportunities to, like, be making more money? Mm-hmm. You're not checking up on me. Okay, well, cool. We can go get another job. Man, that is crazy. And it was during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. During our COVID was way different. Like, we wasn't we wasn't allowed to go nowhere. Wasn't allowed to leave. With the, like, they was coming and checking up on you at home and stuff like that. Like, what? pretty much every, if not every day, like, every week, like, they was checking up on you. Mm-mm. Like, coming to your house, checking up on you. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. That's crazy. Yeah. They How made they, sure that people... They go people, to everybody's house? Yes, they made sure people was... Well, because uh, our problem, or at least for Carson, uh, they started having, like, a lot of suicide rates. Like, the suicide rate just skyrocketed. They had like forty, you know, suicides within that first year of COVID. Yeah, because a lot of people, um, you know, they had just joined the army, so they didn't even go back, get to go back home. Um, they couldn't leave once they got there, so they're like, you know, pretty much like all those brand new people or people that just got there were like stuck in barracks rooms, and so it was just nothing to do. Except, I'm not for us, we found stuff to do. Horrible. Like I didn't stay at home. Like I, we, we was out. We would try to find stuff to do in, like, Denver and stuff like that, but it was kind of hard to do because they completely shut that place down. Uh, not really, but they completely shut everything down here, and it was just, like, boring. Atlanta was outside. I know. Everything it was, was open. It was Atlanta and, like, Houston or something like that, and then, like, pretty much all of Florida that was out. Mm-hmm. And I went to Houston one time, and I and I got cold during the middle of the pandemic, and I came back, and I got sick for, like, three days. I was mm-hmm. like, never again. Um, I don't see how y'all survive that. Man, I Did have, you ever get sick going out? No, because, well, my blood type was like O negative. So the doctor was like. What does that mean? It's like a rare blood type. So we don't, I don't get sick as often. Okay. So I didn't get COVID at all. Like, oh, that's, I was outside, head hanging out the window outside. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I mean, there was a lot to do, but. 
people are mostly focused on like making more money more than like spending money so like going to the strip club and stuff like that working doing hookah there and trying to tell somebody during a pandemic that the hookah is eighty dollars they looking at you like yeah you sure? <laughs> <laughs> what was uh so when you uh when you came back you came back last year right you came back here how's it been so far since you've been back here it's kind of boring, ain't it? Uh, it is. I'm slowly starting to make, like, more and more friends. Um, Colorado Springs is not Mm-mm. it. but And I don't understand why everybody's like, oh, I want to go to Colorado. Like, I've met so many people in the Army that's like, oh, my friends told me this was the best base. And I'm yeah, like, it's the best base as far as, like, living. But as far as, like, they don't do, like, you when you listen to people that tell you that, you got to think if they do the same things you do. Cause they was telling me the same thing, and I was up in like New York, and I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. It's too cold. And they was like, Yeah, go to Colorado. Like it's like it's a it's a nice ass place. It's a and it is. Don't get me wrong, but it is so goddamn boring here. Mm-hmm. It's so it's it is not even nowhere near my expectations. Denver kind of is. If you go to places in Denver, I don't know if you've been to Denver yet, but you mm-hmm. you just gotta find like the good place to go to because it used to be way better than that but when the pandemic hit it kind of fucked up everything and then they're i feel like they're kind of like trying to because it used to be like all like black clubs there that whole downtown area filled with black clubs hookah spots everything and then once the pandemic hit they was just like closing down one by one and then when they tried to open it was like you know they get shut down for whatever reason or some shit. So it was just it it's kinda been it went downhill from what it was, but it's better than here, I will say. So I found a hookah lounge that I like out here. It's called Forty Thieves in downtown. Here? I like it. They got like a DJ on Friday and Saturday and I gotta go. I gotta see what it's about. Yeah, even though I don't even really smoke hookah, but I mean they hookah is like twenty dollars for a big hookah. Um, Which ain't shit. It's not. Yeah. Um, and they got like a ton of flavors. The people there are super nice. Uh, you know, it's illegal to drink and smoke hookah in the same place in Colorado. So that kind of makes it even worse. <laughs> mm. So how long you see yourself like staying here since you know? Oh, um, per the regulations, I got thirty six months. So I'm counting. 36 um, months from last year when you got here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's like three years. Okay, like three years. So, yeah, that's part of the regulation, but my commander said that she'll do like 30 months if I apply for like a different like um, special duty or whatever. Yeah. I want to be a recruiter. I'm trying to lie to people. Where are you trying to recruit at? I really wanted to go to like New Jersey. Or New Jersey? What's in New Jersey? Nothing, but it's right next to New York. That's true. Um. Yeah. Or go to Texas or go back to Atlanta. I really love Florida, but I really don't feel like... This is going to sound so terrible. What? The population of, like, black people or, like, people that you can recruit that have, like, stuff going on in life. I feel like they're more towards like the south, like. Yeah, but uh, I feel like it'll be harder recruiting places like that, cause it, it like it's already hard enough to recruit people now, as we see. And you go to places like that where it's just like, fuck, nah, I'm not joining the army. 
So my brother is uh, working with a recruiter right now. First of all, this recruiter played the fuck out of my brother. So whoever that recruiter is, when I see you on the street, you know what it is. How do you play him? He told him an MP for the Army is the most respected position. And he was like. First of all, why you let him go to the Army? uh, Some people can't score high enough to go other places. I, well, I, I don't know. I say that because I scored high and I still took my dumb ass to the army. I was in the I was I was supposed to go to the Air Force at first, and, but it was it's like they don't tell you shit. That's where that's how they fuck you over. Like when you 17 years old and they recruiting you, like they're not telling you like when they telling you like oh you're leaving in two weeks because that's what they told me. It was like you leave in like two weeks, and I was like I was like but it's the summer. Like what the fuck you mean I'm leaving. And they was like, yeah, you know, we got to get you out, that or this. And I was like, I don't know about this. So I didn't I didn't go. And I waited two years. And then I don't know why I didn't go back. I thought it was, like, all the same. Like, I didn't know the difference between anything. I didn't, you know, know none of that shit. And, they, and then I just walked into the Army recruiter. And then it was like, fuck it. You know, I was like, I said I was going to join the military. Fuck with what branch I try to go to. Um, and then I And then I went. No, I think my brother's circumstances for real. I think it's the ASAP score and like how quickly they can get you out. Like for me with the Air Force, I had to wait a year before I went to basic training. I was hearing that was happening to people. Like when uh-huh. in the Air Force, like they it takes a while for them to get you in. But Army, they just like they push you, you out the in door. And out, they just. I'm like, but that's what that's not how it was when I first like they was it was the same thing. But it was like towards the end of, you know, like. I think it was, yeah, like, 2011. Like, it was easier to get people. Like, nowadays, like, they just, they well, I think, I feel like they so backed up on people that they're trying to get in, mm-hmm. and they just trying to wait for, like, the, the spots to open and basic training for them to push people out. But it's like, damn, like, waiting a year, that's crazy. And they expect you to, like, stay on top of your stuff and then make sure you don't get in no trouble, make sure you don't change your mind, and then you waiting a year to, you know, to ship out. Yeah. I feel like so many things could happen in that year before you go to basic training though like it is absolutely crazy how many people like get in trouble like I feel like they're weeding people out like it don't take no year to put nobody in basic training that's mm-hmm. crazy I mean it might you never know a lot of people want to so for me the reason why I want to be a recruiter is because for the Air Force it rec- they recruited themselves like mm-hmm. When you talk to people and you're like, oh, yeah, well, the Air Force, their standards of living are higher. Or, like, if we deploy or, like, if I go TDY somewhere where the Army is, I get hazardous duty pay. Yeah, Overseas, in-state, doesn't matter. Because you guys' quality of living is lower than ours. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, when you bring all that stuff into play, then people start being like, oh, dang. I might as well join the Air Force. All you got to do is tell people, like, you get BAH as an E4. <laughs> and they'll be like, sign me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You get to move out of dorms, E3 if there's no room, but E4 for mm-hmm. sure. With us, they're they going to find you a room. They don't, give, <laughs> they don't give a fuck. <laughs> with us, like, it's so crazy. Like, you will be, your unit will be on one side of the base, and your barracks is all the way, like, five miles away. And they be like, you know, if you ain't got no car, like, you better ride with somebody. Like, that's, like, they do not care. They are going to find you a room somewhere. So they do not have to authorize you BH. And it's crazy because it's like, it's not your money. Like, why do we care that much and it's not your money? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. But um, you've been out here for a while, so, like, what type of stuff do you like to do or have you done? Man, I was, when I first got here, 
I stayed in like Colorado Springs for a little bit, but I had eventually like I asked my boy when uh you know, one of my best friends, I I just told him, I was like, take me to the real places. Cause I was like, I, I was like, I do not like because um every base is like the same. When it comes to like army, like you your downtown area is nothing but like military people. Or you know, the clubs ain't like that, or the places to hang out and stuff like that. It's just like I don't want to be around military. So that's why I told him after a while, and then like ever since, like you know, we would just always go to Denver, always go to Denver. And it's uh, the the best way to find things to do or places to go is you just got to meet people that live there. If you know people that live there, it makes it a lot easier versus you trying to like, you know, hear word of mouth like what's the best place to go based off of what somebody else who not even from there either went. So you know they had already knew people and stuff there. So then, you know, just started making friends there. And then it's just like, you know, I just went to the Lakers game on, uh, I think it was Monday or something or Tuesday. And uh, that was pretty fun. Yeah. So I only been to Denver once. We went to Meow Wolf, but my friend wore the wrong shoes. So we didn't even get to see the whole thing. So I'm taking my mama back there when she come on okay. Thursday. Um. So, okay. Have you dealt with crazy females? I guess, in a sense, while you've been here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, like, how crazy? Like, what are we talking about? Because uh, I got, I've only been here for a couple of months, and I'm I'm getting ready to tell you some stories. This shit is crazy. Hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a story that ain't really, that, because I keep thinking about when I was in New York, because I've dealt with even crazier up there. And, uh. But as far as here, I don't. Uh, um, I don't think I. Not really. You, you, I dealt with like the typical like crazy female. Of course, you gonna get. You always gonna have a crazy female that you deal with. But the craziest one I've ever dealt with was in New York. But yeah. Let me see. I mean, I I dealt with this girl before, and she was like, she was kind of like, you know. A little bit weird, but she was also from Florida. She was Haitian, and she was like, but it was crazy because she was a chaplain's assistant. And you think like they'd be like some of the nicest people, but she was just like kind of, you know, insane. Like you know, um, <laughs> would pop up at my my house when I first got here because it was just, it was uh, just me, and um, or she she didn't understand that it was like I wasn't I was kind of like a private person. I was a real private person. And she was like, she I was an E5, she was like an E4 or something like that. So she lived in the barracks, and I was on a CQ one day. And she just like, you know, came downstairs and was like, you know, can I talk to you for a second? You know, da da this. She was like, you know, I don't understand why you're not returning my phone calls. And da da this. I was like, because you, you just be like, you're doing what you do now. Just be like, you, you pop up. And, you know, I, I'm a private person. And it's like, I don't like, you know, people just you know, kind of publicly, you know, showing their ass a little bit. And, you know, she just did not care. She did not care at all. So I'm not going to say, all right, some type of, like, toxicity in a situation. I think I used to think that shit was cute. Like, I used to be like, oh, okay, you know, he going to kill me. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. that shit's not good anymore. Uh, don't pop up at my house because I'm going to hurt you. Uh, and... Okay, so one crazy experience that I had that I feel like is super nuts. This boy told me, uh, I met him on BLK. 
he told me that his name was one thing, right? And we have been seeing each other for like three weeks. Like every single day I'm seeing him. And literally, he told me his name was one thing. And then I'm like, okay, cool. We just gonna call him A, right? Um, and then as weeks go by, we're going out, we're talking every day. And then he's telling me little details about his life about how, you know, um, he was adopted and shit used to happen to him when he was a kid as to why he got, you know, put up for adoption and stuff like that. So he's getting, like, super personal, like, telling me, like, oh, yeah, I have this scar from this, like, really intricate details about his life. And then he tells me that he's, like, CID. And I'm, like, in my head, right, I'm not thinking about it at the time until I asked my friend, I was like, yeah, the guy I'm, I've been seeing for three weeks said he's CID. He's he Army CID or Air Force CID? Army. We call it OSI. And so he was like, CID isn't going to tell you that they're yeah. CID. <laughs> That's literally what I was about to tell you. <laughs> CID will never tell you that they are CID. They, and, hate the, if, they hate if you even approach them, like at work, when uh, you come down to their office unannounced, they absolutely despise it because they have to show their face. Like, they will not at all tell you anything that they're CID. Yeah, he was just like, I'm CID. I got, like, 12 soldiers under me. And I'm really... Unless he was trying to brag or something. But I'm really thinking, like, you, how you have 12 soldiers under you? They just little E2s and E3 CID agents running around? No, first of all, you're not, <laughs> you're not, you're not uh, CID as a private either. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't get recruited until, like, after you're an E5. And that's crazy because he really thought that I was, like, dumb. So he has, like, three chevrons on his chest. And he's like, yeah, I'm an E6. And I'm like, be, be fucking for real. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, really? I mean, he going to think anyways that I don't know what y'all ranks are. I'm not going to tell you that I know what it is. But he live off base. And I'm like, hmm, you E5 to live off base? You don't got no kids? You never been married? What was I going to say? Um, well, it, he probably thought you you didn't know because uh, people in the Army, like, do not know any other rank, like, outside of the Army. Like, they they just don't. Mm-mm. Which is weird because it's just, like, it's not hard to tell, like, what's the, what's the ranks and stuff. Maybe the Navy or something like that, but. Yeah, Navy's a little hard. Um, but, yeah, he told me his uh, whole life story. And then one day I call. And he was, like, in the shower or something, so he didn't pick up the phone. It was the very first time I actually called, like, regular, and he didn't answer. Normally, he'd pick up the phone. His voicemail was like, hey, this is blank. And it was, like, a whole different name. Like, (laughs) instead of an A, it was a D. And I'm like, how do we – who is this? And I'm over here thinking that I called the wrong number or something. And then when I brought it to his attention, I was like, who is this? He was like, that's my name. And I was like, so why did you tell me your name was this? Well, you know, as as an agent, um, we got to be a little private about stuff. I can't let people know too much information about me. You lied to me about your name? <laughs> I don't think he would do that. I think he would have <laughs> told you his original name, just wouldn't tell you what he did in the, yeah. in the Army. Like, and I'm like, everything you've told me has been a lie. Like, everything. And I feel like that was so crazy because I really told my friends, like, and I, I tell my friends this a lot, but I really told my friends, like, oh, like, I really like hanging out with him. like. So what was his real, uh, well, you can't say, you ain't going to say his real name. He ain't going to know. 
His name is Darius. Darius? But no, the fake name he gave was like Adonis. Adonis. <laughs> yeah. You have been. Why do you think he lied though? I think he lied because he was probably married or something and didn't want me to know. Because yeah, he would always come and see me. We would talk every single day, but he would be like in a car and then he'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to the gym. So I just call you when I get out of the gym. Oh yeah. So, so I'm like, okay, so you, you got to go in the house. Yeah. Okay. Did you confront him about it? Never. Never? I just you just him, stopped talking to him? I told him that it wasn't going to work out because he lied to me by his name and I don't know what else he, he could be lying about. He texted me like six times after that. Like, I really enjoy hanging out with you. Like, you're a very, like, memorable person. And I'm just sitting here looking at my phone like, you a little, you a little slow, ain't you? You got you to call him out. See what he do. See how you react right. to it. I haven't talked to him in like three weeks. Maybe. maybe this was recently? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting played left and right. Then this other army person... I was really getting ready to say this other army motherfucker, but we went on one date, and I told him, because he told me that he was, like, 27, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, asked me on a date. We went to a bar and everything. He's freshly 21. <laughs> and I realized it because the bartender made a little comment talking about, oh, you're barely legal. And I was looking at him like, what? <laughs> But that's something I was like, why you got to lie about that? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, that was weird. And so after we went on that date, I was like, hey, look, if you're lying about your age, we we a little too old to be doing that. You're how old you are. Like, don't worry. Like, <laughs> you can still drink. You can still go out. Like, you should have just been honest. And I was like, so I don't really want to talk no more. Army give us a bad name. Is it, is it dudes like that? Is it like that in Air Force, too? No, Air is Force dudes like, are like bad bitches. Like, they, they are. are super cocky. Everything is like, look at me. Like, they really be on Instagram. Like, I'm just the baddest. Like, Air Force niggas are bad bitches. Like, I know one dude. I think he's like a, a captain or something like that. He's up in like, uh, I think he's here, but he be in Denver a lot, and he be around like the same circle as us. And it, it was like, it's cringe how much he. He just like act, you, you can tell like it bleeds off of him that he's like Air Force, um, like he tries to act like he's just this smoothest dude and it's just like it but it don't it don't really get him nowhere. No, it, it, but every time like we see him because we hang around like kind of the same circle of females. So the last time we did see him, it was just like cringe. So like if you take a look at like Air Force women in general, we tend to gravitate towards more like. Army or Navy, like, I will never date somebody in the Air Force. Why I'm that? so sorry to you. Because you guys are a little bit, like, rougher, like. But you got to find the right one. Because a, a lot of the Army dudes is, like, weirdos. Well, yeah. The, like, the just... young boy I was talking about, me and my little sister refer to him as young boy. But, like, the young boy I was talking about, I had told him I didn't want to talk to him. And, like, two weeks later, I get a call talking about, hey, I know we stopped talking, like, two weeks ago, but. I'm married now, so I'm like, excuse me, who is this? <laughs> He's like, you don't know who this is? No, because as soon as I stopped talking to you, I deleted the number, deleted the thread. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, Man. Dang. Crazy shit just keeps happening here. And I'm like, I'm really finna disappear. Yeah, that ain't going to be the last of it. You're going to experience a lot of it. 
You experience a lot of weird, you know, you know, dudes there. I, I experienced a little bit of it being stationed somewhere else, but here, like, I have never in my life experienced the the amount of weird niggas and, and females too. Because there's a lot, of, it's some it's some weird females here too that just be on weird shit. But it's crazy because, like I said, the army, the military in itself is just like its own little world. But it's like it's like reality TV. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's it, it gives off reality TV vibes. Like everybody's somebody, everybody was somebody, and it's just like at the end of the day, I was like, first of all, we all make the same pay, unless you do something different outside of that. But it's just like it's like at the end, like everybody's the same, but it's like everybody's you know tries to be like different. Everybody's just, you know, it's like it's like high school all over again. Absolutely. And it never stops. And the older ones are even worse. My fault is like. I'm too trusting with people. I'm too, like, nice to people, right? I was talking to this guy. We had went on, like, three dates already. And I really had gotten, like, kind of, like, drunk. So I couldn't, like, drive home. So I fell asleep on his couch. Why did I wake up in the morning to go home and I was signed out of my iCloud? Because he had watched me type in my password and went through my phone and signed into my iCloud. What did he do that for just to see if I was talking to somebody else because we had been on three dates. And Man. he was like, you wasting my money if you talking to other people. What? You you just signed me out of my iCloud? Well, well the, the, probably the bad thing about that is because everybody, you know, you know, every, no matter where you go, everybody talks to everybody. Or everybody knows everybody. So, like, dudes get real possessive and protective, especially in the military, because they know if you look good, if it's male or female, if you look good, somebody else in the military is trying to talk to you as well. That's crazy, though. Like, I still haven't even processed that because, like, the level of, like, God in me that it took to not smack the shit out of this man, I was like, <laughs> you signed me out of my iCloud? And, like, I'm looking at his device on my phone. Because, you know, it shows you the Yeah, it shows you, like, all the ones I'm that like, are hooked up to it. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now? Like, but it's like that don't even bring that doesn't bring up anything. It brings up from then on. It doesn't bring up like all your previous stuff, does it? So it just brings up if somebody texts you after he signs in. Yeah. So it's just like, what, what did you what did you accomplish by doing that? <laughs> First of all, that gives, that that gives you like real Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. If a dude <laughs> just sit there like, if he literally memorized you typing in your password, it's just like. All right, now like that's a, that's a problem in itself, and I need to get as far away from you as possible. And I I saw the error message when I woke up because it was like iCloud signed out or like error. Yeah, they'll send you an email and everything. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, but yeah, so those are some crazy experiences that I've had here. Uh, men are crazy, especially when they be like, oh, you got like 40-something thousand followers on Instagram, 80,000 on TikTok. I don't know. It just does something to their little brains or something. It's like, it does. I know you got niggas. Really? Really? Actually? Because I be at home by myself eating like cup of noodles and shit when I don't feel like cooking because I overcook. So like if I cook, I'm going to have food for like three, four days. But I keep getting the whole, like, we know you got people to talk to. Well, the, the craziest part about that is, like, um, 
Well, that's what you're going after. You're going off after a popular girl, and then when you get what you ask for, you don't want her to have no type of social life afterwards. Absolutely. You want it all to cease after that. Delete her social accounts, everything. And it's just like, all right, now what? I'm like, this is crazy. Like, nobody really, like, genuinely... Okay, I'm not going to say nobody, but I found, like, very few people that genuinely want to get to know somebody that has, like, a high following count on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Most of it is, like, girls want to be your friend because you're going to attract different type of niggas, and they want to just be in that circle when you do so they could attract the friends of those different type of niggas. Um, and then you got to think about, like, men are just like, well, I got the girl that everybody won't, but... They don't know how to handle it in that situation, so. Or it's like that, you know, that's their first time having somebody that everybody wanted. So it's just like they don't know how to handle it in general. Or it just shows, like, it really exposes who they are. Like I said, it's like a lot of dudes just like ain't cut, like how they try to carry themselves. And then when it's time to show, you know, show and prove, they just don't know how to. They don't know how to really be that person that they try to portray. That's so crazy to me. I just want like genuine people around me and i feel like that's a little hard to find sometimes my, oh, yeah. my best friend her head is big her name is kiwi um was kanaya but she goes by kiwi but her head is like super blown up because she got people on instagram that's like they're fans of kiwi from my page like <laughs> girls are like dick eating like oh my gosh like is that kiwi hey kiwi like and she's like Hello. I was like, don't get too cocky now. Mm. Um, and then she got people in her DMs like, oh, you know Lauren? Like, okay. So her head is blown up. She be walking around like she, that nigga, but that's okay. Hey, it be I'll like give it sometimes. to her. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I think the most weirdest thing I've experienced that really gave me like Jeffrey Dahmer vibes is like somebody looked up my last name because I'm the only person in the world with my last name. And because I have a combination of my mom and my dad's last name. And they're one of them is a really common name and the other one isn't. And so somebody looked up my last name and my first name and they looked at my phone number on like the Google, like reverse search. So I got like these random text messages from this random person that's like, you don't remember me? I'm like, I've never seen you a day in my life. Motherfucker sending me pictures of him at all. <laughs> that motherfucker, when you know how to look somebody up like that, that's kind of crazy. I was like, and I had to show my mama because he was like, nah, I met you in Atlanta over here by this area. And I'm like, hold on, my mama stay over there. Hold on, <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> don't get too crazy. <laughs> don't die. But yeah, crazy stuff happens. Um, but Instagram is not real life. I'm going to just go ahead and say that. Yeah, of course. A lot of people don't realize But it, that. you can't really say it's not real life if that's you. The You're the person that's putting the stuff on the internet. So it's a character, It's kind of right? a little bit of a reflection of you. I feel like it's a character. Like, I get to be whoever I want to be on Instagram because I'm not going to share with them that I like country music or I like painting or I like sushi. I'm never going to put that on there because those things are personal to me. Like, yeah. I, f- I feel like it's more of like an entertainment source, which it... it Truly, that's what it is with social media. But, you know, a lot of people really believe a lot of the stuff that they, you know, see on there. Like, it, like you post something and automatically that's you. Like, I've been lately been mindful of what I post. Like, I remember I posted one time just um, 
you know, like it's always like somebody always posts a picture of the dude standing on the balcony with the girl with his hand on her throat. And I posted that and somebody thought that was real. Somebody thought that was me, thought it was real. And it was just like, you know, oh, uh, you're having a good time and that out of this. I'm like, what are you talking about? And it was like, and they didn't really want to say it. it took a while to draw it out of them. It was like, you know, you, you know, uh, I'm just saying, you know, I wish that was me. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's just like, are you talking about the Instagram post? And it was like, yeah, I just feel some kind of way about it. I was like, but I, I let them like believe it for a second. And eventually I was like, you do know that that's not me at all. First of all, that's a picture of a dude and a girl in Vegas. If you look at the background. <laughs> I was like, Some people ain't never been to Vegas. They don't know. I went to the Vegas for the first time last year. I went to Vegas when I was a kid. A little circus circus. Other than that, I have never been as an you adult. You been back? Mm-mm. It's it's cool, but it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Like, is you it, gamble? Not really. I mean, I do sports betting, but it's like you go there. It's just like it's a uh, you know if you stay on the strip, it's just nonstop. So you can you you know you can go out at any time you want, but it's it's not really what TV makes it to be or social media makes it to be. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just like, you know, you go into a bigger, you know, outdoor mall or something like that. I don't know. It has, like, everything. It, it, really what it is is, like, it has everything, you know, all in one place, and that's it. You okay. Know, don't go to Fremont if you go there. <laughs> I made the mistake wow. of going all the way down to, like, the old Las Vegas Strip, and it's nothing but uh, hood niggas and crackheads. But crackheads be outside, like, doing it for little saint and shit. Yes. They be having a time. Yeah, it's, it's, like... it's so, it is literally, it is literally feels like you stepped into, like, 1997 or something when you when you go down there. Because it is nothing but, it's like the projects down there. The projects of the strip. And it's like, you don't know what the fuck's going to go on. And there's, like, at the at the main part of the strip, police presence everywhere. You feel a little bit more safer but you go down there, it's like it's like chaos, <laughs> straight chaos. Okay. Um. So, one thing that I noticed, right, about traveling is like, I like to go to the cultured places. Like I do too. I don't want to go to like touristy spots type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I I want to experience that too. Uh. Where I really want to experience is that is in Atlanta. I every I went to Atlanta like maybe twice, but I I don't know where the fuck to go. And I and when you when you not like when you kind of by yourself or just with you know another person that ain't been there either, they don't know. Like you don't like all right, we just gonna stick to like Midtown or something like that. Because I was like I don't know where the fuck anything is at and. And every time, like, social media kind of ruins these places for me because all people post is, like, the the wild shit that happens. Like, people's cars getting broken into, yeah. stolen, they getting robbed and shit like that. And it's just like, y'all not making me feel comfortable with going to these places if I know that I'm going to be subject to that. Man, if you want to see, like, hood niggas and stuff like that, okay, Old National. Old National is, like, the ghetto, but they got some of the best. Ooh, like. That's why I want to. I want to. I want to go back there, but it's hard to get people to go because my boy do not. He he just refuses to go to Atlanta. What? He ain't never been, but he just like I don't want to go. First it was like he was like it's too many gay people down there, and I was like no, it's not. It's really I was like not. it's 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 not really like how people say it. it's like yeah it's, it's gay. It's gonna be gay people everywhere for one, and it was like two. Some it's like that's not like all you see. Niggas, 
They be having tattoos on their neck, they face, everything. They be gay. I heard that. You don't even know. But I was like, that's not the reason why you, you shouldn't want to go or something yeah. like that. But I was like, I want to experience uh, Atlanta other than, like I said, the, as far as I've ever went to, like I said, it's just Midtown. And I think I like branched out a little bit, but I was like, I was like, this ain't, this ain't the Atlanta that I see on like, you know, rappers, Instagrams or something like that. Like I was like, I want to see Atlanta, Atlanta. It's definitely a journey. You'll see some really crazy stuff and it's like super random too. You'll be like, where the hell did this crackhead come from with no clothes on? Like, <laughs> swimming on the sidewalk. And you like, that's what, what I want to see. Happening? That's what I want to see. The only thing I don't like about Atlanta, it's like no matter where you go, traffic. Absolutely. Traffic. But you know what? My favorite moment about being able to work from home, like, and still being in the military and doing my own little thing in Atlanta was. Going outside and like I would look out my window and stuff. They got motherfuckers driving four wheelers down the street, just like a whole bunch of them. Yeah. That really makes you feel like at home. And I know some people be like, "What the hell?" But like, you be like, "Damn, this shit is kind of cool." Yeah, that's the, that is the only yeah. thing that like. Um, and I remember like my first time down there, I was like, you know, I'm a, I I try to be smart, and I was like, if I just avoid the highway, you know, I could take you know side streets to get to nope. Mm-mm. It's even worse, even worse, even worse traffic. It takes you uh, about an hour to get, you know, just about 10 miles or something like that, or just to go down the street. Um, what else did I experience while I was down there? Um, I mean, I like I said, I experienced, you know, like I said, the biggest place I went to was like Linux Mall. I think I went to like one of y'all's club. I think it was like the Gold Room or something like that. Gold but, Room, ugh, that's closed down now. Yeah, that was like 2017 when I went. And I was there for like a school or something like that. And yeah. yeah, Gold Room closed down. Um, there's a lot of places that closed down, but it's so many places popping up, super open. So when I was working at Strip Club, it was like KOD. Um, that, that place... Let me tell y'all, don't never eat there. You know how strip clubs. Why not? Be Everybody be like, eat there. Uh uh-uh, uh. There's a hole in the kitchen. They got they got rats and shit. They don't oh, clean shit. shit. Like, but you would never know because they brunch on Sundays. Fire. You just said don't eat there. Yeah, but then <laughs> when I figured out that they had rats. Okay, so and you shit, ain't ate there since. Hell okay. not. Because I was like, this food is like good as hell. And then you go in the kitchen and people are screaming because there's a rat running around on the ground. Oh, shit yeah, dirty no. in there. And I'm like, what the fuck? I should have never walked my ass in this kitchen. Mm-mm. And that's a lesson. This is why you don't eat at other people's houses all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So let me cross that off my list. Not that I would eat. I, I've never thought to eat in a strip club anyway. But I heard that's kind of like the thing to do. I said I heard people... Like, if you want to take somebody on a date, like, their idea of a date in Atlanta is going to, like, the strip club or no, something No, like I feel like that's so offensive. I but mean, that's somebody from Atlanta that said that. That's cr- Okay, that may be their idea. They just made, like, strip clubs, you feel me? But, like, for me, I feel like a typical date in Atlanta is really, like, a lounge. Like, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. It's For me or for the people that I know, it's not a strip club. It's, like, a lounge. They got, like, hookah. Everywhere got hookah, right? Yeah. But a lounge that has hookah for somewhere to sit down and like just kind of like vibe you drink you eat you have a good time 
Um, I feel like good dates are like the battery. The battery is the whole white people area. Don't get caught up there because they do not play around. They do not fuck around. You will get arrested just because you're black. <laughs> like Damn. Cobb cool. County in Atlanta is called Cumberland Mall. When, when I tell you, if you ask anybody from Atlanta, and you'd be like, you know, have you been to Cobb County? Them motherfuckers will tell you, do not go there. They will arrest you at the gas station while you're pumping your gas. You didn't do nothing wrong. You're just You're black. Damn, like, they different. are so racist. I'm like, this is crazy. But it's probably because, like, like I said, it's probably because y'all all na- like all those uh, counties or whatever like neighbor each other, and uh, I heard it's like you know, the the crime kind of floods out to those places too, and stuff like that. Like I've seen like some wild. I think I follow a Atlanta page on Twitter, and it just shows like the most wildest videos. That's you know stuff that goes on a daily basis in Atlanta. And yeah. it's just like crazy shit happening every day. I used all to like day. I used to like post on my Instagram a lot about it. Like cars be on fire on the highway, mm-hmm. sinkholes just open up in the middle of the street. I seen one time it was like a huge traffic jam. It, this was while I was there. I think this is the second time I went. And just like instead of like them just like fuck it, we stuck on the highway, motherfuckers started doing a U turn in the middle of the <laughs> interstate and going to the nearest exit or they was driving off into the grass and they was like they didn't give a fuck. And I was like, I'm in a rental, so I ain't doing that. But fucking they did not give up they did not and it was it wasn't that bad either. It was just like maybe like five, ten minutes, but they was like, Fuck that, we got somewhere to go. Like that was like they do not fuck around when it's time to get somewhere that they supposed to be. And it was like eleven o'clock at night and these motherfuckers did not give a fuck going the other way on the interstate. And And the police be speeding just like they do. So Mm -hmm. getting a ticket, you really got to, like, not be paying attention. Like, they police cars be reflective. They be having chargers, scat pack, everything. They be having all types of cars. But they be having a whole ass reflective police sign on the side of it. You really have to not be paying attention. Like, I'm talking like... If there's a cop in front of you and he's speeding, like, okay, you good. Follow him. You fine. But the moment that motherfucker turn off, you better start looking around because there's another motherfucker waiting around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Y'all traffic make me nervous, too. It's just like, I feel like I'm not going fast enough for everybody. Either. I feel like that here. I be trying to go. Well, here, the traffic is the way it is because everybody's from all these different places. So the traffic's so bad because you got people that's got driving style from down south from the east coast west coast up north and it's like it like all these people have moved here it's bad enough that there's three bases here and then you got all these other people there are civilians that just like oh they heard it was a good place so they move here till they find out the rent is crazy and then now you got all these people like if you do not get off work before two o'clock you you just hitting traffic on powers mm-hmm. and it's so annoying because powers is not even a highway but it's just wall-to-wall traffic after two thirty. yeah it's and there's like people are reckless drivers here. Like it's an accident. Like you see broke, you see broke down cars. <laughs> I seen at least in the month of December, like two, three cars burnt up on powers. I was like, why? Because they got into an accident. To my flight chief, because I was like an hour late for work, and I was like, I promise you, like I'm not fucking around. Like I was gonna be on time, but I had to send pictures to my flight chief and my supervisor to be like, there's a six car pile up. On this one street, these yep. cars just kept hitting each other, and then other people was looking on the other side, so they was hitting each other. Yeah, and I'm like, this is crazy. And the fucked up part is, it's like it's not, 
there's no alternate routes. Like you either going to take powers Academy or get on 25 and it's just all, you know, traffic flowing one way or the other way. There's no like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna take this side street. Cause if you take side streets, you're just going to be lost in residentials. <laughs> so it's like, you can't really take side streets. There's no back streets here. And it's just like, I don't know. Man, somebody told me to take like the side highway or like the back way to Denver. You take that if it's like an absolute, um, but it doesn't, um, right where it gets on, uh, back on the highway, they're doing construction right there. So you like, you take a gamble of one day that road might be closed down because they're doing construction on it. Mm-hmm. And you use that for like, um, I wouldn't recommend taking it like late at night because there is like deers that be back there like a motherfucker. And, um, and then the police just started sitting back there too. Cause you used to, we used to take that way if it was traffic trying to get to Denver and we just do 90. But now the police like got wind of it cause people got tired of sitting in the traffic. And then it's that back road cuts through like a little small town. And I guess the people probably got pissed off by people, all this amount of traffic flying through there. So the police sit over there now. And then there's another, there's another one, but that one like adds at least like 20, 30 minutes on to your drive. And then you're on the backside of Denver once you pop out over there. So there's so many things that, like, so I made a list of, like, things I want to do in Colorado. It's so many things on that list. So, hopefully, by the time I complete that list, I'll feel a little differently by being here. Nah. But you going to, you going to, uh, is the incline on your list? Mm-mm, absolutely not. <laughs> Why not? I'm not a Everybody has to do the incline. I'm not a Everybody has to do the incline. You got to do it at least once to say, I did the incline. Because that's the number one thing everybody going to ask you about, have you done the incline? Mm-mm. I only hear bad things. Like somebody was like, "Oh, their commander slipped and fell back down the ink." Like, oh my goodness. Well, the the shitty part about it is, yes, it's long and it's steep. But if you're not like in shape or something like that, or just like you know, if you're not like a runner, and you, by the time you make it up there and then you're coming back down, it's not steps coming back down. You can take the steps going back down, but your legs are gonna be so tired that you just want to take the trail back down. And it's longer than the fucking, you know, straight up because it kind of like zigzags down and you're just your legs are just jello, like coming back down. So it's like I did it once and I was like, I did that like the first year I was here and I was like, I'm never doing it again. I, there's no need for me to do that again, ever okay. again, ever again. Somebody told me if I wanted to get acclimated, then I could do the incline. No, just give it about two months and you'll be acclimated. Yeah, I got to stop going places, though, because I'd be so bored that I'd be like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to just go to California. I'm going to just go to Texas. I'm going to just go to Georgia. Like, I'm, I'm gonna Well, just that's a, I mean, that's really what you, like I said, that's, if you, you know, more of like a, you want to have fun and stuff like that, then yeah. Like, this place is only meant for, like, outdoor stuff. Um, and that's, like, that's the, the hugest, you know, thing, you know, when it comes to that here. Like, it's not like Houston. If you go to Houston, like, you know, there's places to actually go and see like, you know, you got to be an outdoors person to be, like, enjoy this place. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm allergic to everything. I'm allergic to grass, blueberries, <laughs> cats. I'm allergic. So you're not going to go to the hot springs either? You don't do the hot I springs? I want to go so bad. I'm trying to take my mama there. That's like a four-hour drive. hmm <laughs> But, I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it. I, but the, uh, the only thing you want to not do is get caught in a snowstorm up there. Because then they'll like shut the, either the highway will be packed or because everybody's trying to leave from there or you're just going to be stuck there. But like the hot springs is definitely wor- worth going to. Have you been to Great Wolf Lodge? I mean, when I was 
from my hometown. Yeah, I haven't been to the one here. I want to go to the one here so bad. I feel like it's just for the kids, though. I don't know. I've never been. I'm okay with it being for kids. I'm, I'm like five foot. What you gonna go to today? Like, because the, the the biggest the main attraction to that place is like their big water park or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, go in the summer. Yeah, I guess you could do that. But it's expensive to stay there for no goddamn reason because it's just literally just a right big lodge. By, I stay right there. Oh, so you just go go to the water park and then just go home? <laughs> yeah, like if you like where Shields is. Yeah. The, the apartments on the right side, like you come out of there, boom, there's like three sets of apartments on the right side. I stay in one of those sets of apartments. Like, I'm literally right there. I could walk there. Oh, okay. But I'm like, I'll go have fun or something. Yeah. They got the, they got everything up there for y'all now. They starting to build so much more stuff up there. It didn't used to be nothing up there. Nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. That's where really where the, the real... Colorado Springs is about to start being because they they building so much stuff out there it's nonstop. Like they they didn't have that top top golf there. They didn't have that go kart place there. I none still of that. haven't been to any of those things over there yet. You gotta go. I went to the trampoline park. The trampoline park? What? Uh, it's right across from Top Golf. Oh, I didn't know they had that. Mm-hmm. It was super fun because they got like this little thing you could hold on to and they go all the way around the trampoline park like and bring know. you back. That's crazy. It's super fun. I wouldn't suggest doing it drunk, but it's fun. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Well, you gotta you gotta go to uh, some type of game in uh, Denver. You know they got a football team, basketball team. They said they the hockey games team. get crazy. Yeah, the Broncos. You right, Denver Broncos. You <laughs> right. You're right. Uh, they got the hockey team. Uh, they got the you know they got the baseball team, and it's all right there downtown. The baseball games is is pretty amazing. I think I went to like my first baseball game there and watched the Dodgers play them, and it was like it was pretty good. Um, I like watching hockey in person. We got to do that in basic training. Where, where was your basic training at? San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah. Is that where everybody go to basic training? Mm-hmm. For the Air Force. Damn. They got basic. They got basic training everywhere for everybody in the army. <laughs> no, we only got one. How was basic training for you? It everybody was has fun. a story about basic yeah, training. It was so fun. I had so much fun. I'll do it again. You do it again? Yeah. Was, Actually, was, was, did, y- did y'all have people there that were just like couldn't take it? Because I heard y'all's was easy, but it's like still people that like can't take it. So the drill sergeants that we had, they made it very clear to us. Like if we have by the second week that we were there, if we have to yell at you guys for you to understand something, you shouldn't be here. Damn. They completely was like, I'm not yelling. Like From the moment we stepped off the bus, we was getting screamed at. <laughs> <laughs> they took everything from us. Literally, uh, I think it, I think yeah. At the end of day one, I found myself butt naked on out, like I don't know if y'all have the um, y'all have y'all bunks all the way around the room, and then the middle of the floor is empty. No. Okay. We got well, like bunks on the far left wall, bunks in the middle. We have a row of lockers, bunks on the other side of that row of lockers. There's like. 51 bunks in a room to be exact and 51 lockers. Yeah, that's the same thing for us, but they they keep the middle of the room. It's like a long room, but they keep the middle of it uh, clear. So when they come in and like everybody total line, everybody lines up around the the square, the the main square in there and they just stand there either getting expected or uh, getting screamed at. Mm-mm. And it was just like one day they came in there and it was like, everybody get in the shower. Well, they, they, they smoked the shit out of us. In the sand pit, so we dirty as fuck, 
and I, I that was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do with this, but they like we were literally sweating sand all over you in your hair. Well, I don't think I had hair because they cut our hair off like day one or day two or something like that. And they was like, everybody, you got two minutes to go shower. And I think for the first month, they didn't allow us to use hot water. Oh, no. And they made every like and there's only like eight shower heads in there. And you think like 50 people. So you got to like use like you got five minutes to go shower. Yeah. So they ours was completely different. Like we got to listen to Pandora while we folded clothes like. (laughs) We we had like a day room that we had like a huge open room that was like separate from where we slept at that we went to go do like inspections or like we would get to open up mail in there and stuff like that. Um, they really treated it like, you know, you know what you came here for. Like, mm-hmm. Let's go work out. Let's go eat. Like, let's go to school. Let's do what we supposed to be doing. Did y'all get um, y'all didn't have your phones or anything? Mm-mm, not at all. How long did y'all go without y'all phones? Uh, the first four weeks, oh. no phone. And then, so you only get two phone calls during basic training. Mm-hmm. At the four-week mark, and then at the end when you're getting ready to graduate. But other than that, it's all letters. It's not like, no phones. Oh. If you really want to talk to somebody, um... You're going to have to use, like, your little card that they give you mm-hmm. that has, like, some money loaded on it and go to the pay phone yeah. in the VX to go talk to somebody. How uh, how long was basic training? Seven and a half weeks. Seven and a half weeks. And they can't, like, come within arm's distance of you. They can't curse at you. They can't yell at you specifically. They have to yell at the whole flight as a collective. Like, there's a lot of things they can't do. Oh, man, that's crazy. When I tell you – well, first of all <clears> – <throat> We didn't have our phones, well, for the entire time. You don't, and the entire time for us back then was like four months. Now, they just, uh, over the past couple of years, extended it to like, I think it's like another month or two or something like that. So imagine going without a phone for that. You don't have no outside contact. You ain't got no music. The only time we found out what music was out, like if we was going to like a range or something or an obstacle course, and then they give you uh, where you're on the bus and you hear the radio from the bus. We had no idea what type of music was out or nothing. We didn't have, we didn't know what the fuck was going on outside of our barracks room. And it was just like, and when I tell you, like they do every, they put their hands on you. Uh, it was one time we were eating. I don't know if y'all had to eat the MREs. Did y'all ever eat MREs? Only one week. Uh, one we ate week. those every day. And, um, my, we had hot food, like eggs, pancakes, waffles. Yeah, we would get that in the morning and in the evening, but there there would be also some days where that's we didn't eat nothing but MREs. And it was one time we were sitting on the ground, and my, my boy sitting next to me was making uh, peanut butter and jelly on crackers, and he had it sitting down while he was, like, warming up his food. And the drill sergeant just walked by and kicked dirt on his, uh, his peanut butter and jelly. And he was one of those. He he was uh he was Italian, and he was from uh I think he was from New Jersey, or Boston, and uh, he just didn't take no shit. He wasn't scared of shit, and he like picked it up, and looked at the drill sergeant and ate it in his face. And the drill sergeant just didn't know what to do. He just looked at him and just walked away. I had, we had one drill sergeant pull a knife on us. Yeah, one yeah like they they like. These, like, and these, these are the ones that, this was back then when they was allowed to do all that stuff. 
Well, it kind of stopped when I came in, like all the haze and stuff. But these were the drill sergeants that actually seen the beginning of the war in Afghanistan and Iraq. So these were the crazy ones. And normally back then, you, uh, from what I understood, like you got sent to like a special duty assignment when you seen too much combat, you seen too much shit, and they just wanted to send, they wanted to keep you back home for as long as possible. And being a drill sergeant, that's like you got to be a drill sergeant for like two years or something like that. So that was the only that was one of the only things to keep them from have, being in a regular unit and deploying because they just seen so much shit or they just got you know pe- crazy PTSD, but. You seen like some of them motherfuckers that like had crazy PTSD, like. Mm-hmm. So for us, like it still amazes me that they make you guys like do push-ups. Like, they could still tell you right now to this day, like, do push-ups. Like, they cannot do that to us at all now or in basic training. You cannot make nobody drop down and do push-ups. That's considered hazing. You cannot do that. Damn, that's crazy. So it's like, how do you discipline somebody? Like, what if you got... I know you experience some people that just ain't going... Like, don't want to listen to shit. Like, you just got, yeah, like, shitty-ass soldiers. Like, what do you do with them? So, in basic training, it was super crazy. We were getting ready to graduate. It was, like, week seven. We had just a few days left before our families come. Families had already bought their tickets. We already got our little blues in order and everything. This girl got angry, so angry she punched the wall, and they sent her back to the second week of basic training. Damn. For everything that you do, the drill sergeant is like, are you threatening me? Boom. Back. Another week. Oh, you guys don't want to listen? Okay, that's fine. We're just going to run until somebody listens. We're just going to get out there and do some exercise. Man. And it's not just making that one person do it. No, all of us got to go running. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty... All of us got to practice drill-facing movements in pitch black outside. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if they yell at one, they have to yell at all. So you going to eventually stop doing fuck shit. Because you're going to get your ass whooped when we get back to this door. Yeah, by somebody else. Like, <laughs> you get the, like that's how I was here. Like, you get in trouble for somebody else, you getting beat the fuck up. Like, you are getting beat the fuck up. Because I'm sitting there like, huh? And I think basic training was the time that I had gotten the most angry. I have never seen, like, that side of myself. I stood on top of, like, the chair, and I was, like, banging on the lockers. Because this bitch had pissed me off so bad. She was getting us in trouble every day. Like, I had blisters on my feet. I was like, come (laughs) on, man. Like, if I got to walk over this mountain... And these hard-ass basic training boots. One more time, I'm going to kill you. They're like out in the rain and shit like that? Yes. <laughs> just walking. Just everybody mm. marching out in the rain while the drill sergeant is driving a car next to you. Oh, damn. That's good. <laughs> it wouldn't be none of that. They, they imagine, thrive off being in that rain. And imagine how pissed off we all be when we soaking wet, walking all the way across the base. Then all the way back across the base just to get back to our dorm. I mean, you just because in. one motherfucker wanted to get smart. Or well, it ain't even that. Like, it's like when you walk in, you so soaking wet. You know, everything you touching is getting wet. You got to change your clothes, deal with wet clothes. You cold. And it's just like, it, basic training like will literally remind you of like jail. <laughs> it gives jail vibes. <laughs> it does. Doesn't it? Like you there for like weeks on end. 
you you stand with a bunch of motherfuckers that you don't know or you don't like. You sharing this space. I know y'all had nasty females there because if, if it's nasty dudes, oh I I told my ex that she went through when she went through base training. I told her like you are going to meet nasty people. No, you know it's not going to be that bad. And she like I think she wrote me or called me or something like it was like uh that it's just there's females that will steal your underwear. Yes, and it's just like there yeah, I thought so it was you. many weird looking vaginas in this world, <laughs> and you be like, why does she hang out like that? Why does shit look like that? Mine don't look like that. Was y- y'all was straight all females or was it co-ed? Um, so our classrooms and stuff were co-ed, but like sleeping arrangements, no, all females. Did they, did they ever like, uh, you ever uh, hear people fucking in there? Um, not each other. Like not like our like brother flight that was across the hall or not like, you know, yeah. the girls fucking girls. Not, nothing like that. Now, the trainees fucking the drill sergeants, yeah. They kept getting in trouble. What? Mm. That's crazy. That's why there's so many rules in place now. Because they... Do they... The, so, uh, what they uh, the, what they try to do, have all female drill sergeants for the females? Mm-hmm. Damn. That's crazy. Or if you're going to have... Um, a male drill sergeant, you have to have a female. A one. female with you, yeah. I can see that. I ain't gonna lie to you. There was dudes fucking dudes in our basic training. There was all dudes. Yes. What? There was uh, one time, uh, the laundry rooms are downstairs, and it was super early in the morning. So I guess these two dudes or something didn't think that either a drill sergeant, the drill sergeant that was left on duty or something like that wouldn't be just randomly up or walking around or something. But uh, I guess he walked into the uh, laundry room and they was just going at it, mm. and they made everybody get the fuck up. When I, it's two o'clock in the morning and we are getting woken up, we didn't get told why. We found out like later on through like you know rumors and shit. But it was just like, you know, they was like, if it's like you know if if you're supposed to be sleeping, you are supposed to be sleeping. But I guess they was like on fire guard. I don't know if y'all do like fire guard where y'all gotta. Have somebody up roaming every hour or something so like that. Ours is called CQ. Yeah, well, that's what, you know, basically what it is. But I guess they was just up on CQ, and I was like, I don't know. I guess they was gay or something like that, and it was just like, well, I was I was so mad. So it, it, I've seen some of the weirdest things in my life. I've seen somebody that um, we were towing the line in the middle of the room, and the dude just had to piss. And the dresser was like, dresser, I have to pee. And I have to pee. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. And he's just walking around screaming. This is like week one. And then they made us drop down and do push-ups. And drop down and do push-up. And I just see like this next to me. And the dude's on the ground too. You just see this trail of like liquid just flowing into the middle of the floor. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And the dude pissed on himself. But he was like a nerd motherfucker. Like, I, and some people was like, I don't know why they ch- picked infantry. And they were not built for it. There were some grown-ass men that was just in tears. It was like, why did you pick this? Why did you pick this? I wanted to make my family proud and this. And they did not make it out of basic training. Did not. Or they made it out of there. And you, I was like, yeah, he not going to last on his first deployment. But it so was just like. When I was telling my brother about, like, the Army and stuff, 
my brother is so headstrong on like, you know what, I'm going to go in. I'm not going to fuck with nobody, not going to make no friends, fuck all them. And I'm like, you're going to get to your first base, and you're going to need somebody to get drunk with, somebody to go places with. Y'all all going to find yourself on a random Tuesday doing some stupid shit, like when you first get in the military. Yeah, but you got to tell them to be, especially being in the Army, because it's... The state of the army now is like they just letting like anybody join, and on top of that, like the people that are NCOs now, they didn't come up like that. But the moment they put stripes on, they just acting like bitch ass motherfuckers too. Like you gotta tell them, like man, it was like you gonna you gonna it's gonna be some motherfuckers in charge of you that you don't like, and it's gonna be some people you work with that you don't like. You just gotta tell them, like first of all, I I don't know if he wins yet, but do not let that man go as an MP. He is going to hate his life. Either he's gonna be on gate guard. Or he gonna be in that patrol car, and they work weird hours. The the, the job that you don't want to pick is like a cook, or MP, or uh, I forgot what else it is. Because you literally have your hours are different from everybody else. Like if you a cook or MP, like you'll find yourself like your hours like you work the midnight shift to noon, and it's just like you ain't got no life because you got to go back in at midnight or something like that for like two months straight. It's like that shit sucks. I know people hate it as MPs because I don't even think they have enough MPs because we have to send people to help out with them do gay guards so they don't have to just be stuck doing gay guard all the time. And that's I heard that shit sucks. Standing there, rain, snow, heat, scanning IDs or searching cars and that's shit like that. That's how they was at the base this morning. It was freezing cold outside. This girl. Her nose is, like, super red. Her fingers is, like, turning purple and shit. She's standing at the gate just trying to put them in her vest to get a little bit of warmth. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like, she's just like, can you hold your card out for me? Let me see the front and the back. Like, literally was not going to touch the card. She was not going to take her hands out of her vest. Yeah, definitely tell him to reconsider that. Or at least, uh, like, what I tell people now when they come in, like, if you see, you know, a brand new private, like, tell them, like, man, listen, you know, do this for, like, at most maybe five years, you know, figure out along the way if this is something that you want to continue to do. If it ain't something you want to continue to do, I highly suggest you figure out either switching to another job that uh, that's going to allow you to switch to it or, like, already have your life planned out for when you get out. Because if you don't, you're just going to find yourself, like, re-enlisting for no reason. And especially in the, mil- in the Army, like, they thrive off people not having their life figured out because they know that they're going to come and re-enlist. Mm-hmm. And it was like, dudes, and don't don't tell them, like, they offer you 30000 to re-enlist for, like, five more years. Like, that's not no real money. First of all, you taxed yeah, unless ta- you're overseas. Yeah. Um, and if you really break it down, say, if, you know, if it, you know $30,000 for five years, that's, like, you know, $5,000 or something like that every year. After, you know, it's taxes, it's like, you get that back on, like, taxes or something. Like, that's mm-hmm. not really a lot of money for every year that you signed up for. It. But it's like, they'll wave it in front of you, and you, you instantly bite it, because you're like, I'm about to have 30 grand. But it's like, first of all, you're going to blow that 30 grand. And then, two, you're going to be back to square one, hating your, hating your job. And I know that, like, for the Air Force, when they give out bonuses, they give you half up front. And then half through, and then the rest of the half throughout the and rest like of the installments. Yeah. Oh fuck that! That's definitely oh no. So they could tell you you getting fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. You gonna get half of that, but the half is already taxed. Mm-hmm. So you just gonna you gonna get a fat check. Okay, cool. But it's gonna be a taxed half, and then they gonna tax the other half, and then break it up in little. And they'll tell you like, oh, you can get it back on your taxes. I've heard some people like they get fucked out of, it and they don't get it back on their taxes, and then it's just like, ugh. What y'all bonuses be looking like? Nothing. Nothing. 
<laughs> Y'all have all the bonuses, like all of them. But it'd be for like certain jobs. If it's like Intel or something like that, I've seen bonuses for like Intel or like pilots. And, you know, if you like special forces, because those are the jobs where they like really need people to stay in it. Because now you're starting to get to the point where like people don't even want to stay in special forces. And, but they'd be offering them like $76,000 for just to re-enlist. And it's just like, and what they don't tell you either is like you have a cap. So if you re-enlisted multiple times, like you can only go to a certain point, which is like $79,000 or something like that. Once you reach that, and if they gave it to you on like, you know, if you Intel and they gave you 76000 like your next enlistment, like, oh, you know, you already re-enlisted for 76000 you can only give you 3000 It's just like, what? Fuck this. I mean, I, but I feel like it should be a cap if they just keep giving out bonuses. Why not? They need to retain people, right? You think you get paid enough for your job as it is? No, hell no. So why would you we think that? Pay, we were supposed to get a pay raise. Remember, everybody was supposed to get a pay raise? We did. I got a pay raise of $20. Oh, well, I don't know. So I'm, you got fucked. Yeah, they fucked me over for real. Because we got a pay raise in BAH and um, our regular pay, and it totaled to like, you know, a little over $600. So do you claim you're dependent? Yeah. That's that's the difference. So like. Oh, you, you're without dependence. Yes. So my BAH didn't go up, it went down. Damn, that's crazy. It went down by 150, but my pay increased by like 170. Man. So I only got a pay increase of $20. Wow. Because I don't got no baby. I mean, you ain't got no baby. You better claim one of your parents. You know you can claim a parent. But then I got to provide proof that I'm, you know, providing for That's them. easy. They don't really look into that paperwork. If you be like, yeah, I take care of, you know, my mother, my mother stays with me. There you go. This is me speculating. But like I said, if, if it, that's an option to do, I would do that. Because they ain't going to be like, let me see, you know, let me see her in the flesh. And I'm like, they ain't doing that. If you know there's people out here that get fake marriages, you know that somebody could pull off that with a, a parent or something. I'm so tired of niggas approaching me talking about I'm in a contract marriage. Please stop talking to me. I had, when I was like a E3, and this was when, like that, I didn't really know about that stuff, and I didn't really, I didn't really support that at all. Like, this girl, she was like, yeah, she's like, we should get married, you know, and we both get BAH, and I was like, get married? I was like, I don't even know you like that. I only know you for like a month or something like this. She was like, yeah, but that's what, you know, how you get, you know, BAH and BAS, and I was like, no, I'm good. I was like, because what they, what people don't tell you, and I got two friends, was well, really one, but both of them dealing with it, but the other one's dealing with it worse than him. Like, if you've been married for so long, like, you have to go to court because they're, because now they have to, like, you have to go discuss, like, alimony. And you may not, that, that person's not looking for alimony at all, but you have to go to the court and work that out through the courts. And you owe somebody alimony that you was never truly married to. But on paper, it was like, you was married for 10 years. So, sorry, in this state, that that's how we got to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, dude had to hire a lawyer. Because um, th- th- by then, he had an actual girlfriend. And they was talking about getting married. And then he had just found out about all that shit in the end. And I was like, damn, man, that sucks. So, he's like, you know, I got to go to court. And, you know, we wasn't never really married. The girl's not here. Or none of that. And it's like, damn. So I was like, damn, in the end, he ended up having to pay for all, all this lawyer shit, have to pay all this shit, and then, like, have to do this alimony shit. That's not worth it, to be honest not with all. you. Like, but some people just get married just to get out of the barracks. And I'm like, from my perspective, right, 
Air Force dorms really aren't that bad. They're not bad. We have our own rooms. We share a kitchen, like a full-size kitchen. We share a kitchen, and we share a bathroom. But we have our own rooms with our own doors and locks on them. That's how it is in uh, the Army. and uh, they, they built some new barracks and stuff like that. But still, like some people just can't stand being in the barrier they can't talk they can't stand it at all but then they'll go get a place they'll do that and then go get a place and then they suck at taking care of that or it's just like you know they didn't really save no money because rent is like crazy so it's mm-hmm. just like you know you did that for two thousand dollars in bah and your rent is like seventeen hundred dollars and then that three hundred dollars that you're pocketing you're gonna you you know Utilities, you're gonna yeah you're gonna yeah. blow that on shit so it's just like did you really save money like shit, at least I'm out of the various. But I was like, yeah, now you. But now you got to deal with driving to the base in the morning and all that old kind of shit. And it's just like, I don't know. To me, like as a private, it wouldn't be worth it. I don't. I don't think any of that is worth it. I don't think it's worth it to marry somebody you don't truly want to be with. I'm only getting married once. I'm not doing it twice. I'm not doing it three times. I'm only getting married one time, and I refuse to let somebody baby mama me. Don't do it. Don't do it with somebody in the military. <laughs> you know, don't do it with somebody in the military. It's so much it's bullshit that come with that. But there are so many. There, I'm not gonna say so many, but there's like four people that I've encountered that like either I knew them in basic training, I knew them in like our tech school AIT, um, or I knew them when I got to my first base. Four people that I'm, I can picture their faces in my head right now. That's like, well, let's have a baby. And I'm like, you don't want to, like, be with me or nothing? You just want to have a baby? Oh. It was like, they, they don't understand. It was like, bro, you do realize having a baby is an even bigger, you know, like, like, yeah. It's not even just that it's commitment. It's like, it's like, having a child is a lot. I mean, if you built for it, then yeah. But it's like, you do realize, like, you're giving, you're doing this for money. You know what I mean? Like, why are you doing it for money? You should have a child because you want to have a child, but you're just doing it just like, oh, you know, that's tax money, that's extra. Like, that's all going to that child. So you're not really, if you're good at really, you know, managing your money, but other than that, like, some the majority of people suck at managing their money, and then they now they got this child, and now they, you know, they wasn't prepared for the child truly, and now it's just like they just learning along the way. Like, that's not a way to go. But that's like, like I said, that's our culture of doing things. Like, I know I, it's a girl right now. She's infantry because, you know, they let females in infantry. And she's she's having a baby. I was like, what the fuck are you having a baby? And it's just because she was a private. And, you know, the, this, on top of it, she just pissed high. I don't know how she pissed high pregnant. But, That's you know, crazy. I don't know it's, it, it was weird. But it was just like I've seen, like, at least two or three people. It's just like, yeah, they having a baby just for the, the money of it. And I'm just like, that's a, that's a whole child. Like, what do you mean you have it for not, the money? They're not thinking about, like, the effects of bringing a kid into this world. I was, I was talking to my sister earlier um, before I came here, and we were just talking about, like, how our kids are going to be. So my, my niece is one years old. She's growing her own little personality and stuff. She's a wonderful little girl. But I told my sister, I said, I'm a very forgetful person, like, I will tell somebody a story six times and then on the seventh time be like, I don't think I told you this before. And then try to tell the story again. And my friends, my family, everybody, they know I am an extremely forgetful person. I'm going to forget every time that I've told you something. I just simply won't remember. And so I was like, dang, when I have a kid, like, what if she's forgetful like me? Or like, what if my baby is like forgetful? And they're like, mom, I don't remember. I'm going to be like, so you you going to look at me in my face and tell me you don't remember? 
And no, I really don't. <laughs> and that's what's going to piss me off. Because I'm going to be like, man, after talking to somebody for a while, I can't even remember what you did. So, Damn. I think I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> what? For what? My memory is shot. Your memory? Uh, I mean, hey, man, that's a disability percentage. Niggas? Oh, I remember. Good. Yeah, that you memory, that memory gonna be good. You did this on this day at this time, <laughs> uh, and I know exactly what was going through your head. So it's just like, then don't even try to lie to me about it because I already put the pieces together. Mm, y'all straight detectives when it comes to niggas. Absolutely. Like anything else, y'all don't remember when it's time to get an oil change or none of that. But we gonna remember something that a nigga did. Yeah, you could pull your card out of your wallet one time, and I'm gonna know your middle name is Earl. <laughs> like, I'm gonna know. You be like, dang, how did you see that that quick? Trust me, observant. Mm. That's how it be. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say, like I said, if you plan on having a kid, doing marriage thing. So, how long you plan on being in? If you, when do you plan on doing that? Well, I want to be a recruiter, and since I want to be a recruiter, that'll be like three years of doing that. Um, so I've, I've got a while. I'm probably going to be in maybe 10, 15. 10, 15. That's a long time. It is, but I've already given it five. But everybody going to see, that's where that's how they get you. Because as soon as you cross that 10, you, you already plan on doing that 15. You're going to make it to 15. I'm like, you might as well do the last five. And it's just like, that's like telling me to go to Jack to jail for like five years. <laughs> so for, I feel like for the Air Force, it's really... Not it's different that. though, and it's just like I keep I tell myself that all the time too. It's just like they they have a different life. They have a different life. So they're they're our year one year in the army is the equivalent to like fucking three years. So fucking you know like it's a like time is such so much longer for us. But for y'all, I just like I I always tell people it's like damn like you ain't trying to get out like nah nigga this is the air force this is the navy. I got a homie in the Marines. He even like, you know, he like being in the Marines. I'm like, damn, is it just us? It's, I feel like it is different strokes for different fucks. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I don't plan on getting out no time soon. Like, so if I can't find somebody to be with or find somebody to build a family with that's like not okay with being with somebody that's in the military, I may deploy. I, I may go somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. But you, you got to be willing to be right there trucking along. If you don't, I can't help you because I'm not getting out for you. Okay. I mean, unless, you know, <clears throat> unless Michael B. Jordan or Chris Brown is listening. Then I'll Chris Brown? Speaking of, speaking of celebrity singers, um, I, see, I see that you in support of Tory Lanez. Absolutely. You in support of Tory we Lanez? We stand I, See, I, I'm glad I got a female on this one because I don't think that he did it. No. So this, I know the facts of it. If it, like some people just only pay attention to, you know, the social. Like you can really read what went on and piece it together. It's not that hard. There's so many, so much evidence and so much, you know, testimony that you can piece. You can literally piece together what the fuck happened. I know exactly what happened. And so, the from the witness statement and everything. Basically, this is this is my rundown of it, and then you give me yours. Okay. Um, so basically they were at this party, they got mad, they all piled in the car, um, they got to fighting. Kelsey shot Megan first because the witness said that there was like a muffled shot coming from the woman. Mm-hmm. And the woman's DNA was on the gun, but the man's yes. DNA was not. 
but it was then, inconclusive. So I'll go. give him that. And then the witness said that he saw Tori like shoot in the air five times. That's what I'm saying. Trying to discharge the weapon. So nobody else got shot. No, I don't think so. Nobody else got shot. I think he was. So I think this is what happened. Megan and Tori got into, not Megan and Tori, but Megan and Kelsey got into a fight. They got into an altercation or they all were. Kelsey probably got mad because this is what a lot some females do. They going for a knife. They going for something to cause physical harm, and everybody's drunk on top of that. So I feel like she went for the gun, shot it, it hit the ground, and either directly struck her or she got hit by bullet fragments or a ricochet. Uh, Tori was wrestling her for the gun. While the bodyguard's also trying to break up the fight, too, they're wrestling for the gun. It probably popped again or something like that. He takes the gun on some, some, and this is the only thing that I don't like. I know for a fact Tori does weird shit, but he make good yeah. music. So, you know, you ain't got to like the artist. You he can like the music. Miss. So, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Tori Lane's <laughs> got hit. If you ain't, if you, if you disagree with that, you, you haven't listened to his music. You just haven't. He don't miss. And that's 99% of the time always with an artist. They just haven't listened to him. And so I think that he just did some, just on some, some stupid shit like a nigga would do, try to you know shoot the gun in the air to be intimidating. You know, I've you, we, yeah, everybody, like everybody who acts like this, they've never seen a dumbass nigga just just <laughs> recklessly shooting air. So he did that, and the uh, fucking by then they've drawn attention. They've also realized that Kelsey uh, Megan has gotten hit. And so they all pile in the car. Fucking, she probably dropped down. They said that they were jumping her. I don't believe they were jumping her. No. That sounds too far-fetched. Her security guard was there. Yeah. I don't think that he was allowed to that. But I think they were trying to help her get up and, and uh, get in the car. And so they could fucking flee the scene. And that's what that's what happened. Because if you go back to her, um, what was it? Her, her, her interview with detectives, like, way last year. She slipped up and kind of said that, that, you know, she was like, uh, did Tori shoot the gun? And he was like, yeah, in the air. And she stopped. And she was like, yeah, I seen him shoot it five times. And I feel like it is so crazy because people are really like, don't free that man. Like, fuck Tori Lanez. What do you mean, fuck Tori I really do believe wholeheartedly, like, that man is innocent. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to stick beside and, him. And you really look at the, the charges that he was found guilty of. He was he was found guilty of, um, uh, I think it was, like, reckless endangerment or something like that. Negligent discharge of a firearm. Proving that he shot the gun in the air. And it was, like, two other things. But it wasn't, like, you are guilty of, you know, shooting her. But and I think that uh, they were trying to say the phone call from jail was incriminating. Like, that's basically him admitting it. No, I was like, I think he was calling, you know, saying he was sorry. And he was, you know, trying to get them to keep this under wraps because the fact that he was on probation. Mm -hmm. And if you're on probation, first of all, and you're not from this country, like any, you know, violation, they're going to deport you. Like, no questions asked. So I think he was trying to avoid that. And he was just saying he was sorry for the whole incident transpiring and all getting into it. And he was just doing too much on the phone. You know what I mean? He never once said that I am sorry for shooting her. And I feel like this is so, like, bad. Because one thing that I really hyper-focused on was her in the interview saying that she never had sex with him. Yeah. Like, there were so many contradicting things. I will say they fucked up by 
trying to make that their main they were trying to get everybody to realize that she lied about that. So what else could she be lying about? They mm-hmm. shouldn't have focused on that too much. They should have focused on he, for one. And the reason why he didn't, people don't understand. He didn't testify on his own behalf because he would have had to incriminate himself by saying that, yes, I discharged a gun in there. Yes. Fucking, um, you know, but Kelsey pled the fifth and she had immunity. Exactly. I know you did. But so. she didn't have immunity for, towards which is what they said, perjury. But she she danced around telling the truth. She just danced. She was like, I didn't lie. I just didn't tell. But I didn't tell the truth either. But I still didn't lie. So she she got away with that one. But people just wanted him to be guilty because they just wanted him to be guilty. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, why? But he got a new new lawyer, February 28th. This is new but they said that trial. he should have... He hired that person during like the trial mm-hmm. but i mean like i said who knows like they, they it could be you know a, a, a jesse smooth ass situation where the nigga got a sentence and that motherfucker got out the next day but he's going for an appeal mm-hmm. so we gonna we gonna pray for him hope that all work out because one thing that i cannot stand which i know we talked about military a lot but they do in real life military Military females, they have a tendency to be like, oh, I got raped. And, yeah, and no, they really didn't get raped. And it's and, not to say, not to, and people mistake that for like, we're just trying to straight up say women lie in general. Like, there are women that are real, true life victims. And we're not saying Megan is not a victim. Yes, Megan got shot. She yeah. just didn't get shot by, by Tori. <laughs> no, she's just She not just a didn't get shot. I refuse him. to believe that. And like I said, it's so crazy that like a lot of her friends, there was to include her bodyguard, they were supposed to like none of those people showed up or her old hairdresser. And it's so crazy. You can go look up old videos of Megan Thee Stallion. Like it is proven that Megan Thee Stallion is an aggressor. She is a she is an alcoholic. Yes, her and her nigga be on Instagram just being super rowdy. And like I said, it's not to say that she's not a victim. It's just to say that like you know what I mean. Like if there's some lot to be told and i feel like now a lot of people are just you know wholeheartedly saying he's guilty he's guilty because they're scared of backlash Mm -hmm. they're or they're scared and you can also get sued for it especially the celebrities now celebrities are starting to keep quiet because they're like oh i don't want to get sued for like no you you, all you got to do is say that you know yeah you got shot you just didn't get shot by tory yeah i don't believe it i don't believe it whatsoever like i said tory does tory has done some dumb things and you know i do blame him for the situation because you know how the whole incident started was he was doing a lot. If people don't go back to why how that whole thing started to begin with, he was trying to press up on Kylie. If you go back, I think uh, during before that, him and Travis Scott got into it, mm-hmm. and everybody remembers that. And he knew that you know Kylie and Travis was messing around, and I think he tried to make a play on that just to be funny, you know, shit like that. And that didn't work out in his favor. And he is a dude that you know. Finds himself in situations, but I was like, that doesn't mean that we just, oh, yeah, he did this. You know whose lawyers he needs? The Ooh. baby. The baby? But the baby situations are different. I feel like Tory Lanez needs those lawyers. The baby Gosh. killed you know, two no, 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 people. No. Just boom, boom. One of them was in Walmart. Yeah, but it's justified. Yeah, but everything he does is justified. This motherfucker Mm-mm. do not go it's to justified. jail. It's justified. Like first of all, it's on it's on camera, so it's, it's like straight up evidence that, you know, he didn't initiate confrontation. Yeah, he's in the confrontation, but he didn't like initiate the assault. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's all self defense. The one where you know, dude hopped over his fence and was in on his property, and I just straight up shot his ass. 
I'm like, hey, he's on my fucking property. What the fuck do you want me to do? I don't know what he's going to do. So I shot his ass. The dude in Walmart, video, like, everybody says, like, he, they were trying to say he he was, it was fucked up that he shot him. Like, if you go look at the Walmart footage without saying it's fucked up that he killed a dude when he didn't have to, the nigga attacked him. And he's with his child. And I feel like like, anybody with their child, like. Who he need to hire is young boy's lawyers. Or, uh, people don't know, uh, Boosie's lawyers. You know, Boosie got off uh, when, I don't know if people remember, he was in jail for murder. Mm-hmm. He actually did that shit. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. That <laughs> motherfucker, that motherfucker straight up did that shit. Had the teenagers killing for him, all that. Motherfucker beat death row. He need his lawyers and young boy's lawyer because young boy seems to get off with everything. Absolutely. That motherfucker has been in, in jail for everything to include murder all before the age of 21 and he has never seen a, inside of a federal penitentiary Mm-mm. ever he, he go to jail for a couple of days or a couple, a couple months. months and he he Boom. back out or he didn't already been to trial and that he's one of the, they say he was one of like the first few rappers to beat the the uh on a federal level now okay let me ask you all right ynw melly do you think he did it I don't know, man. I like to joke <laughs> with people and say he didn't, but that motherfucker shows. They say that he shows clear signs of schizophrenia because that but song like is did, very he incriminating. He didn't mean to. How would you not mean to? I think it was some shit. I think it, 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 if it's that, or I think it was they was doing some shit and they probably tried to set him up and it ended up with, I'm going to kill these niggas. So it it, it has it has him. to do something that he cannot admit because, uh, like I said, at the end of the day, it incriminates him for the, 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 the type of murder that it was and how the murder went down. But I think it was some shit that they was doing and he probably found out about it and I don't know. But his the, his is very strange, and that's one I'm I'm really waiting to see how it plays out. Really waiting to see how it plays out, because that one's gonna be a, a a you know a little bit of a crazy one. Yeah, because they was trying to sentence him to death and a whole bunch of other things. Yeah, and I to be honest with you, and this is gonna sound like I'm just backing all these crazy niggas, but like I really feel like. And I'm not even trying to be racist. I love my white people. I love the white men. But <laughs> oh, you can say whatever you want on this. <laughs> but white people get off on so much shit. Mm-hmm. White people. It's not. Like, it's not a. That's not a lie. That's not a speculation. That is a fucking fact. Yes, they be like, I'm crazy. Boom, they done. They, that is a fucking fact. That is a goddamn fact. You see it every day, to from from like rape to murder to just. All types of crimes I have seen in some type of way a white person like get off or doesn't get a higher sentence than what um, a black person would for the same exact crime or less. Yeah. And for me, I'm like the moment that a young black man or a black man in general has a mental health issue. Then it's like, oh no, there's no possible way he could be crazy. He's yeah. fucking faking. He's fit. He's fit like, for trial. Yeah. He's fit for this, and it's just like there's no way without a shadow of a doubt, like he is, you know, guilty based off of this. But a white person, they can play every card under the sun. Can be guilty dead to rights, and like you know, 
that and this I noticed man did it because I only dated two people in my like adult life. High school don't count to me, but in my adult life, two people. The first person was white, and when he went to jail, like he got kicked out the army because he pop hot for weed, whatever. But he went to jail the first time. I think it was for like he had weed in a car with him. It wasn't even nothing major. He just had weed in a car with him, and they arrested him. This motherfucker pretended like he, he, there was nothing wrong with him. He pretended like he had anxiety. Everything mm-hmm. was wrong with him as to why he needed the weed. And they just let him go. Yep. There was, a, there was a dude, uh, I think it was, it was a year before last. I had just got to, I, I switched to this different company in my unit. And week one I got there, it was this, this uh, white dude. You know, he's saying in just conversation, bold as fuck. And you can kind of tell he gave off these, I don't like black people vibes. It's people that you can tell, especially in the military. You can just read it. You can feel it. You can smell it. And this motherfucker is just like, it's like it's nothing. It just says nigga, but hard R. And I didn't tell on him. Somebody else did. And they asked me about it. And it became this whole big deal in our unit because they was just like, you know, they called me in the office and they was like, you know, do you think that, you know, he's racist? And I was like, based off of how he said it and why he said it and, you know, all this, yes. And they were like, um, they were saying that he he was he started playing the mental health game. He's going through, you know, mental health issues. He just enrolled himself in behavioral health. I was like, no, he did that shit because he don't want to get, um, he don't want to catch an article mm-hmm. and then get reduced and, or possibly kicked out of the military. So now he started playing that fucking Oh, I'm going through some mental health issues game. And they motherfucking slid. The moment he said that, slid right underneath the radar. And nothing happened to him. And I was just like, this is so crazy. Because let let one let you step wrong and they don't like that shit. They For us, and I had to tell like white people, like, y'all don't understand. Like, people are looking for a reason to get us versus y'all can walk around freely and, you know, do whatever, say whatever. And it's either knock it off or it's a joke or, you know, it's not that serious, but it's like us. And like, there's no, there's no second chances for us rarely. And it sucks that, you know, especially when you're in the military, you got to deal with that. Like it, you got to tread lightly because your job is like always at risk mm-hmm. for just bullshit. For anything. Like you could be like, Oh, Fuck this job, bro. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, a, like he's a troublemaker. He's a problem. To, mm-hmm. You know, this is a this is a troublemaker. This is somebody we got to look out for. Or it's just like anything you do that is like you got to act, you know, move very carefully because you know if you rub the wrong white person the wrong way and they're in charge or they have some role in your progression, all of a sudden you're being held back. Mm-hmm. But I, I told my brother that. I told him, I was like, when you get in, don't be like, oh, well, ain't nobody going to talk to me this way. Ain't nobody. Yeah. Do your job and go the fuck home. You can complain when you get back to your barracks room. You can complain when you get with your friends. When you lower enlisted, when you've proven yourself and you make it higher, then, yeah, now you got to start asserting yourself as a man. And like, But when you lower enlisted, it sucks so bad for being a black person. And people don't believe me when I say that. I'm like, man, I'm telling you. like, it, it just, It's so scary being a young black person and you are private in the military because it's just like, you you do not have a fucking say so whatsoever. You are automatically put at the back of the line in certain situations when dealing with stuff. I remember this one time it was, I was on deployment and it was just like four of us standing together, black people just standing together having a conversation. 
but it's also like a group of 10 white people just playing like football outside of the barracks and you know some dude dude walks up like hey y'all need to break this up break this up there's too many of y'all right here right now i'm like there's like 10 15 white dudes standing over there why don't you don't go say that to them what or they say little racist stuff like, yeah like little like little the block or and, shit. What the fuck there's some there they and a lot of them gotten good at like treading lightly with what they gonna say and how they gonna say it to where you can you can like is that that kind of seems racist and if you go tell somebody else like nah that's not really you know ever like this motherfucker knows how to walk that line that fine line of you know I know what to say and what not to say and how to say it so I don't get in trouble mm-hmm. they real good at it. And they be okay with it. They be like, I'm going to figure out a way how to demean you or make you feel like shit without physically, like, or actually telling you. So, like, and even in emails, I'll be in emails like, I think there's a misunderstanding on your part. <laughs> or per our last conversation, I think there's a bit of a barrier. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, Okay. <laughs> Well, yep. now I'm typing some ignorant shit since you wouldn't be crazy. Yep. But once you, like I said, once you make it like a little, you get a little bit more established and shit like that, or you start like learning, like, man, you know, that's what, after a while, I just started like, I was like, I'm going to be me. Cause it was like, I'm not about to, you know, walk this fine line for somebody that already don't like me just to, you know, prove my worth when I know my worth on the job. And so I'm just going to be me. Yeah. I mean, okay. So. This is the dilemma I'm having right now. I'm an E5, right? I made E5 within a year. Like, I'm young and lit. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But, no, but I know how to do my job. I volunteered for my deployment. I did two special duty tours. Like, I'm really good at my job. But I got to my new unit, and my supervisor is like, well, I don't respect you as an NCO because you're young. So... Trust is earned, and I'm still learning how to trust you and respect you. That's the shitty part about it, too. Like, you can have done all those things, but the moment you go somewhere new or the moment somebody else new comes in, none of that stuff exists or ever happened because they weren't there to see you do it. So it's just like you got to prove yourself all over again. It was mm-hmm. like, motherfucker, that's what we have evaluation reports and records for. You can look at my file and see that There's I've earned my spot in, yeah. in this place. I don't, I like, you know... But a lot of people, like, they really see it as this is their military and they, they this is how they feel like it should be ran and stuff like that. That's what really made me want to get out is just, like, it's too many people that are, in, you know, have a hand in, you know, your progression and shit like that. And if, like I said, a lot of your shit don't matter. Like, this unit I'm in right now is just, like, I've only been in there for, like, uh, at least a year. And they're just like, you know, but people come and go. And, like, every time it's somebody new, like, they don't know you. So they're just like, they don't really respect you like they should. And it's like, motherfucker, you know, like, I know know for a fact our commander does not really like me. And I was like, motherfucker, you've never even deployed in your life. You've never, this is your first command. This is, like, motherfucker, I've been overseas three times and done more than you ever will. My uh, supervisor right now, he's an E7, never deployed. Never went on a TDY, nothing. No special duty assignments, no deployments, no no nothing. And got the nerve to sit up in my face and be like, I don't respect you as an NCO because you're young. I don't respect you because you don't have no experience. Yeah. Like, it's like, how could, how, if, if I know for sure, if something jumped off right now, it's like, I know who would last longer. Are you coming to me telling me that, you know, 
you telling me, you, you know, your rank matters more than my experience. But what I will say, in the Air Force, our promotions are a little, like, slower than you guys. Yeah. Because since I've been here, I've met a 21-year-old E5. How the hell? In the Army? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's dime a dozen. I'm like... Because you got to think about it. Like, what? you can get... And it's so crazy. You can come in at 17 years old, and you can be an E5. If you work your ass off, you can get promoted in two years and be an E5 as a 19-year-old. 20-year-old. And I think that is so crazy. Like, so one of the girls I was hanging out with, she went on a deployment and came, and on her deployment promoted to E5 because this was her second deployment that she voluntarily went on and was like really working to like get point to wherever you guys need. Mm-hmm. But this motherfucker is so irresponsible. It's crazy. And I'm like, they just promote you just because. Just because like, you had time and service. Yeah. And just because like. You volunteered for a deployment. You fucked up on that deployment, but you volunteered for it. Like, because when I'm talking to her as like a grown individual, she's like, yeah, I'm just vibing. Yeah, the vibes. Yeah, it's a vibe. Like, period. <laughs> like, and we having a normal conversation and she's like, yeah, period. And I'm like, huh? And I'm like, did you file your taxes? Or like, are, are you going to file your taxes soon? That's what we were talking about. Are you going to file your taxes like as soon as you get the form from my pay or like you're going to wait a little bit? Uh, I need my money pronto, period. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what's so crazy about it is like this is the only job that you can, no matter how bad you fuck up or how many times you fuck up, you can still have a job at the end of the day. Yeah. And then too, like if you fuck up really bad, all you got to do is go to another unit. Nobody will ever know what you did. And I'm really telling myself, like, you know what, try to stick it out. Try to, like, not um, go to my commander and be like, I don't like my supervisor. But my supervisor does petty stuff. Like, he knows that I'm not supposed to be doing something, but he'll tell me to do it. Mm. Because I don't know that I'm not supposed to be doing it. So, it'll just be like, oh, um, Lauren, update these records. Okay, yes, sir. I'll update the records. And then my flight chief will come in and be like, why did you do that? You were not supposed to do that at all. And I'm like, but my supervisor just told me to. And then I'm like, okay, now I see what's going on here. Don't worry about it. That's how it be. I got you. Now I'm writing down everything, um, making sure that I I focus on what he's saying. I'm going to write down a date and a time that you said it. That's how you got to be. Like when motherfuckers start acting like that, you just got to start name dropping them. Uh, like just putting just putting it all out there because it, then they'll either either they'll stop or other people will start to catch on like you know this motherfucker's on bullshit mm-hmm. you know like you you got to have no shame in name dropping a motherfucker that don't and I don't feel bad about it because it's like I don't shit this motherfucker don't give a fuck about me so why should I care about you I know my supervisor don't give a fuck about me. I know that if he got the opportunity to throw me under the bus that motherfucker would shove me so far under there <laughs> like. It's crazy, and I really feel like, man, I have never met an NCO in my career. I know they're out there, right? But I've never met an NCO in my career that just simply does not want the best for their Oh, man, you're going to be plenty of them in the Army. There's plenty of those in the Army, nonstop, nonstop. But it's like, it's, it's, it's probably because they're dealing with something on the inside, like, I had to work my ass out to get to where I am, and look at this person just just flying through it. Just flying through it and, and just I, like, damn, you, well, that sounds like a personal problem to me. Mm-hmm. 
because I was talking to my commander today, actually. My commander was like, you did such a good job on this and this, and you got these 12 people, all their orders are set up and everything for their deployment. Like, this was the easiest process. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I, I've done this shit over and over again. Like, I, I did it on my deployment, sending people back home. Like, I'm yeah, I, I know how to do this, like the back of my hand. And my supervisor's like, I see a couple flaws and errors and things that you need to fix. <laughs> and they are just always going to find something. They always going to find something. I can't do shit right. And I told him that. I was like, I feel like I can't do nothing right. Everything is, you don't believe nothing that's coming out of my mouth. Nothing I do is good enough. And I said, I already know the E6 coming from you. If you have to give me E6, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. But that's... Super unfortunate. But y'all gotta for y'all promotions, y'all just test out, don't y'all? Or like it's based off of like the volunteer work that I do. So the reason why I keep saying like, hey, I volunteer for these appointments or I did this and this is because the more they see that you're active, like trying to be a part of the Air Force's culture mm. and trying to, you know, adjust to the Air Force's way of life, then they'll start to be like, Okay, you know what? This NCO is really like they're growing into themselves. I could volunteer like I just did. Volunteer selling hot chocolate at the Air Force Academy football game. But they're like, this NCO is really out here in four degrees selling hot chocolate at the football game. Mm -mm. We need people like her. She's She'll get the job done, no matter the weather, no matter the circumstances. So it's, it's just all about how people perceive you. Like, I got to go home tonight and tomorrow and, like, write these bullets for my evaluation. Like, I, I got to be like... Hey, this is what I've done since I've been here. So yours isn't based off, like, it isn't like ours where we got to go to a promotion board and mm -mm. they just ask you a bunch of questions. And then, because uh, a, a lot of our problem is, too, is, like, the person in charge of, like, I don't think you're ready. And it's just like, why do you don't think I'm ready? Well, because of this, this, and this. And it's just like, they base it off of just personal feelings instead of, like, what I actually do. So it's just like that's why a lot of people like junior enlisted like kind of get held back because they like their leadership just does not like them and they don't want to admit it because they know if they admit that they don't like them for personal reasons like they'll probably either get fired or be like yeah he's going to the board fuck what you got to say. Mm -hmm. So I'm really trying to see like what the workaround um, is to really getting around the situation I'm in. I don't want him to be my supervisor. I know that for sure, but you know what? Just go to your commander. That's for a transfer. <laughs> I just don't know what unit I would want to transfer into. We have like nine of them. And I'm like, hey, that's the gamble you take in the military. Mm -hmm. You got to, they say the grass is always greener, but you, you don't, that fence is pretty high, so you can't really look over. You just got to walk to that door and hope that it's green on the other side. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, then we're like, hey, man, I need to make some life decisions. So. All right, because um, I know you're going to be wrapping this up soon. But what do you feel like? My question for you, right? What do you feel is stuff that a girl should do that's getting to know you or like a girlfriend should do as opposed to what a wife should be doing? Because I know there's a lot of controversial conversations about, like, I'm not his wife. I'm not doing that. Like, I feel like if you are in a relationship with somebody, it doesn't matter what the type of relationship is. If you want to show that person, like it's all about showing that person that you are, that is the that is your your other half. That is the person that you want to be with. And if you're going to be with that person, you have to do things to keep that person happy. It's it's a nonstop game. 
Like people think that, you know, once they, there's certain things that's off limits because we're not on that level of relationship. It was like, you're never going to get to that level of relationship. If you just saying that, uh, uh, I'm not doing that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this or I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that a woman has to cook every day. It has to be a team effort in keeping each other happy. Mm-hmm. You have to know that I have to keep myself put together to keep this person happy that I'm with. And I'm not, I can't just be this lazy individual because people don't understand like what you're not, you're only holding that person back from finding that person that that person is actually supposed to be with Mm -hmm. by you being. And a lot of people don't want to admit that they're just lazy individuals when it comes to being in a relationship. They don't want to do something because they're too lazy to get up and have to do it. But it is, but they want this prize. You want this prize because let's not, a lot of people get it fucked up. Like the person you are with is your prize and you have to earn, you have to continuously earn that prize or earn continuously earn this, this shiny trophy and keep it shiny. And you, if you know that, I think it's fucked up. If you know that you're the reason why the person that you with is not happy because you're saying that I'm not doing this or I shouldn't have to do this or I shouldn't have to do this all the time. You have to do that shit all the time. And that goes for women and men. A lot of people think that it's just, Every society thinks that women are the only ones supposed to do it. It's like, no, dudes are supposed to do it, too. Women try to say that, uh, you know, when it comes to upkeep of a woman. Like, a woman is supposed to keep herself put together all the time for a man. She's supposed to keep herself looking sexy because the man does it. But women try to dismiss that fact. Like, dudes ain't just going to go get a haircut for no fucking reason. It ain't just for himself. It's to, I got to look good for the woman I'm with. I pride myself off of, I don't want to... Sit around here looking like KD, you know, or fucking, you know, not giving a fuck about my appearance because I, I like I, it's ruthless niggas out here that will jump in a woman's DMs whether she got a man or not. Yeah, and I'm not trying to, you know, experience that. First of all, you shouldn't. You should already know whether that she gonna let that shit fly or not. But it's just like it, it's gonna come to a breaking point where a woman is gonna look for happiness if she's not getting it at home. Same thing goes for a man. Yeah. So for me, right, these are just my personal, like, things. So I like to cook. I'm going to make dinner for myself every night or if not every night, every other night. Like tonight, I'm going home cooking. But I have noticed that when I'm getting to know somebody, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm making dinner. You can come over. Or I'm making dinner. Yeah, I'll just bring you some food. Like, I'm making dinner. And then people get used to that. So then they're just like, well, why would we go out if you won't make dinner? And I'm like, okay, all right, let me stop making dinner. <laughs> Sorry, let me. But it's got it's got to be a balance. Like, like that person has to know the balance. Like, okay, she's gonna cook, but I'm also gonna still take her out, regardless of the fact that she cooks a lot. I'm gonna still take her out, and you know, we we gotta do those things. Like all like you, it's a constant working thing. A lot of people just forget, or they've never experienced, or they've never understood that. You got to do that shit all the time. You have to, it's constant work. Just like, you know, you just don't show up to work every day and you just doing, you know, you ain't doing shit to, you know, move up unless you are that kind of person. And that also shows what type of lifestyle you live. But if you're not living under the mindset of like, you know, this is a constant work and effort and balance. And I got to, you know, I got to go in this thing with a game plan and keep it flowing. Then it's just going to, you're going to be that old couple. If y'all make it to that point where y'all cannot stand each other, but it's like, shit, we've been together for 15 years. We might as well, you know, where else I'm going to go? 
Says it's like those people that like stuck in the military. They don't want to be there. But like, well, what else am I gonna do? You miserable. Mm-hmm. You are miserable. So, what I'm gonna say is, you're right. A relationship takes two people. The working, the effort, the you know, we're in this together. I am here to pursue you, just like you're here to pursue me. I'm here to learn, like. What kind of foods you like? I'm here to learn about what makes you happy, what makes you sad. Like, if we out in public and somebody say something, I'm like, oh, no, my husband is not going to go for that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to know little details about the person that I'm with. But I feel like it's very hard to get to know somebody in a genuine capacity when they're just like, I'm just chilling. I don't know what I'm looking for. Like, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. But then at the same time, you got to make the decision like, all right, I'm going to move that person out the way. Or, or or I'm a um, I'm gonna enjoy this person at the capacity that I have them at until you know they either figure it out or they don't. Then I just take it for what it is. You know that's that's something that you gotta uh, realize in the beginning of that. You because everybody knows the situation that they're in. It ain't no like people gotta get out of that mindset or like oh they'll eventually come around. Like you shouldn't be waiting for that person to come around because you should automatically know. Because it's like you if you waiting for them to come around, when do you think that they're gonna come around? Like what's your what's your limit on it? Is it six months? Is it a year? Or, you know, there's a lot of people find themselves in that situation where it's just like you know, oh I don't know, I don't know. It's like you should know, you know, off rip. And there's no rush to it. I'm not saying like you you got to know within a week of us talking to each other or a month or something because it does take time to get to know somebody and figure out like if this is a because it's a huge commitment. I think a lot of people are afraid of the whole commitment part. That's why they start with the I don't know shit. But it's like it, they they also know that like damn this is you know that would be a huge commitment and you know i want to make sure i'm ready for that so one thing that i've i asked um i was having a conversation with this guy and i asked him i was like what are you looking for like i didn't meet him on an app or anything i met him at the gym he asked me for my number and literally like the second day of us you know having conversations i was like you know just to be clear like the purpose of you asking me for my number, like, what are you, like, looking for here? Like, what do you, I don't know. And I'm like, you're 34. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you mean by that? Like, <laughs> and he was just like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Like, you know, I feel like you just hang out with somebody until you, until you know. And I'm like, you're a waste of fucking space and time because... You're 34. You're not 19 anymore. Yeah. You are 34. Your years of like, oh, let's have a baby, right? They are coming to an end soon. Because you, you're you not trying to be 80 and be like, oh, yeah, my baby's in high school. Like, yeah, what? that's different. So it's, I don't know. That conversation always gets me. And I feel like that's why I asked for your perspective as a man. Because for me, I'm just like, I'm asking a question, like, what do y'all want? What do you want from me? Like, what is, you know, what are you looking for? And I feel like, for me, that's a good question to ask right off the bat so we don't waste time. But for other people, it's like, we need to ease into that conversation. And I don't know why we need to ease into a conversation about what are you looking for? With specifically you or just, you know, in general? No, in general. Okay. They just don't know. And I'm like... Wow. I feel like a lot of people haven't sat down and really thought about what are they what do they want. Because at the end of the day, everybody kind of wants to be in love. Everybody wants to be in a relationship. But when they're actually asked, they just like it, it, you know they hit a, it just goes they just space out. It's just you know 
Because I do think that, like, when if somebody is attracted to somebody when they first meet them or something like that, there is something they just, it's like they're finally, they get a moment where they, they're getting ready to get what they want. And then they, they like kind of get drawn back. They, they kind of get a little bit afraid because everything flashes for me, at least like everything kind of flashes in the beginning, like, you know, for the next six months to a year, if you involve yourself with this person, like you should start thinking about everything. And it's just like, and a lot of it, a lot of people include past traumas into some a future situation, and they automatically start questioning, like, is this going to be like the last one? And, you know, then they'd be like, I don't know. I don't know if this is, this is what I want. This is what I want. But at the end, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Because I've, I've experienced that. It was like, I, most people are like, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, I like seeing single. Motherfuckers hate that shit. They don't want to be single. They want to be with somebody. They just... They just scared of it being a repeat of a past situation. Yeah. And one thing I will say, I'm not your past. That has nothing to do with me. I didn't do it to but you. But you you are a victim. You you always everybody always in some way pays for everybody else's mistakes. I learned that through the military. Mm-hmm. You're paying for somebody else's mistakes because they've heard somebody say, I ain't, I ain't, you know, like all these other bitches that you don't fuck with. Or they've heard, like, I'm not your past, I'm not your ex, and stuff like that. And then come to find out, it, it, they you do something that triggers them, and then they get reminded of their ex. Or they end up being the exact, the epitome of their fucking ex, and they just ruin it. There are some people that, are like, straight up ruin it for everybody else and it's hard it's not like people need therapy it's like some people have created some real life trauma for people and that's just you know that's reality and that's life and it, it sucks because you see somebody that you know you could see a you know have potential with and all you can think about is this motherfucker gonna be like her or is, is she gonna do something that's gonna rub me the wrong way is she gonna be argumentative is she, you know, yeah, you know, she's nothing like my ex, but I just hate arguments. I don't want to argue or I don't want us to fail. Like a lot of people are scared of like from the beginning, like I don't want this to fail. So I do. I, you know, you, you sometimes you give people grace with that because like a lot of people are scared of failure to put in so much time and effort. And then it ended up failing for, you know, different reason or different circumstances. And then they just feel like a failure again. They put in, you know, like the dude that you said is 34. He's 34 years old. Say if he put in a year or two and, you know, it ends for whatever reason. Now he's 36. Now he's like, fuck. I got to do it all over again. Yeah. And I, I understand. I really do. And on the topic of, like, paying for other people's mistakes and stuff like that, it all comes down to, like, what my therapist said. My therapist says that if I'm trying to... Mental health matters, even in the black community. Got to put that out there. There you go. But my therapist, <laughs> my therapist said that when I'm getting to know somebody, my problem is I'm super open right off that open book. I'm gonna tell you everything about me. I'm gonna tell you how I was abused as a child. Everything right off the bat. And I'm also gonna tell you about the fucked up relationships that I've been in. And my therapist was like, "Stop telling people the fucked up situations you've been in in relationships because that gives them like." The blueprint to be like, you know what? No, actually, I'm gonna fuck her over in this way so she won't recognize it. Coming. Damn, that's crazy. I think I I would think they wouldn't want you to say that because it makes them like feel like they got a lot of work ahead of them or they're dealing with a da- a damaged person. So it just makes them like a little bit held back. 
mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because a lot, a lot of things that we do, we trauma bond. We sit here yes. and we tell these bad experiences instead of like, you knew, I'm new. Let's let's talk about the, you know, any from from now going forward. That's the only thing I want to have discussions about. I don't give a damn about like all these past traumas. Through me, you know, progressing with you is going to help deal with those things from the past because I'm not experiencing you know, those things, I'm experiencing good things. And also it comes, you know, a lot of it deals with people learn, people have to actually learn from the things that they went through. Like me, I've literally have learned my motherfucking lesson and I am doing things totally different from my past. Like I know, like I am not going to be an argumentative ass person. I'm not going to feed into arguments. I'm going to be a problem solver. Um, I'm going to get off my ass, make things work. It's going to be, if we are lacking, I want to have a discussion about it. I mm-hmm. want us to talk about these things. I want us to problem solve through these things, not just to, you know, I'll let her, you know, she's dealing with this. I'll let her deal with that because that's, you know, that's solely her problem. It's not just solely her problem because I know it's it's her problem. But when she's going through it emotionally dealing with that problem, I have to deal with that her so, emotions and i was just talking to one of my friends about this i was telling him i was like hey do you feel like you're ready to be with somebody and he was like to be honest with you no i do not feel like i'm ready to be with somebody and i can wholeheartedly say that i'm focused on me and my kids right now just because i have a lot going on and when you get with somebody whether you realize it or not you take on their problems too you guys are now yeah. fighting problems together. Even if you're just in the background, like at home, counseling that person and being like, hey, this is what you should do tomorrow when you go in or this is what how you should handle this. You're still fighting that battle on the back end with them. He was like, and I'm not prepared to fight with somebody right now, mm-hmm. like fight their battles with them. Yep. And I was like, okay. okay. And that's and you, you got to respect that because the last thing you want is somebody just to say that they're going to do all that and then they don't end up doing that. Mm-hmm. And then they just leave you, you know, to fight your battles by yourself. And then it just becomes a, you know, you weren't there for me and stuff like that. So, yeah, you got, I I 100% respect that. That's straight up honesty. And, you know, some people may not like it, but, you know, that's what people need is that honesty. And one other thing that I look for in somebody. Now, I don't care if you're looking for just sex, if you're looking for, you know, a relationship, whatever you got going on. I'm begging people like urging you just be up front with me so I can make that decision myself if I want to deal with it or not mm. because you may not you may never know I may I may be on some gremlin demon time one day and I may <laughs> be like <laughs> I may be like fuck it I don't care but then again I may not be and right now no I'm not in my gremlin stage of life okay. so I'm like okay yeah I do want to be in a relationship I I am looking towards like building a home with somebody and a marriage and a life with somebody. Right. But I'm like, let me know things up front. I don't want to find out that, you know, the teeth in your mouth is fake. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to find out that I thought you had one baby. Cause this happened to me like two months ago. I don't want to find out that you have, that I thought you had one baby and now you actually have six, not one. Ooh. Like j- let me know everything up front. Oh, man, that's insane. So I can make my own decisions. You don't know what somebody is going to be okay with unless you let them know. And I understand people will be like, this is my personal business, stuff like that. But, like, 
really got to think about it. You're going to waste your time and theirs. It's going to be another number that you save in your phone or don't save. Mm. Another wasted conversation. Motherfuckers act like you give a fuck about their favorite color. I don't. I've asked that question so many times. I don't even give a fuck no more, to be honest with you. If we're not going to be in a relationship, why do I need to hear your favorite color? Mm. Why, <laughs> why do I need to know what your mama's maiden name is? I don't care. So would you been okay with the six kids? No. No way. Man, that's crazy. It, it's no like you way. go from six to one. Instead of like you, you ain't find you ain't trying to find no balance like I got three. And it's like, yeah, like say, Yo, I only got one and the motherfucker got six. Literally, like, yeah, my my daughter's right here. She's my everything, my pride and joy. And then boom. You go on, you know, Facebook is a wild place. You go on Facebook, mm-hmm. you got girls exposing he's this tagged, one man. He's tagged in photos, oh all kind of shit. It's like, this motherfucker, she done found her a, a regular a regular Nick Cannon out here. Man, with no money. Man. Oh, that's crazy. That's even worse. Can't, I know you ain't got no money. You in the military with six kids by different people. You don't have any money. You yeah. have barely enough money to put and gas And you know you had them while you was in, because you know they don't let you in with six kids. Man. <laughs> they do not let you in. You got more than like three or something like that. They're like, nah, you can't come in. <laughs> that's, too, that's way too much money we giving out. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Anyways. Yeah. Well, it was nice having you. You got to wrap this up. Yeah. I got like 30 minutes to get to my goddamn MRI. Yeah. And... I'm I'm gonna have you on some some uh, other, some future episodes. This was like kind of randomly. I was like, I need I need to start putting people on here, and you was like the first person that came to mind. Oh, thank and you, so thank you. You you the literally like the first official guest outside of when we used to do it all together, and we used to have people from like our friends from out of town or something like that. So, oh, nice. yeah, you the first military person that we had on here. Like that was just a a, a random guest, but. Yeah, so, no, but I yeah, we gonna have we gonna have you on there because I do be needing female perspectives because a lot of people be getting mad be like you ain't got no female perspective on there and you just speaking for females or you speaking on female topics and then it's just like okay I'm gonna get a female on there eventually and right. I finally got one so yeah. but yeah this was a good one I think this went like way more than I I normally try to keep it at like an hour I think we went way over an hour absolutely but it's absolutely. gonna be it's a good one people are gonna enjoy this one when they listen it's to so it, many so. random topics I think yeah. I got ADHD we just kept but speaking. it's cool though that's what keeps the conversation going because a lot of people do not understand like it's hard to keep like it, you can have a conversation off mic and it lasts for a long time but when you get behind a mic and like actually recording it it's just like uh uh what are we gonna so, talk about uh, what are but we definitely kept it going, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you on like the next one, like here within like the next few episodes or something like that, gotcha. and we'll just keep this going. But yeah, I definitely appreciate you coming. And, thank you, thank you. you know, I know you had just got off work and everything, so absolutely yeah. still got my green socks on. But it's yeah, okay. she's definitely still rocking her arm, her <laughs> military socks and regular clothes, which ain't is it, which isn't which is common in the military. Like you see, motherfuckers <laughs> sometimes they don't even take off their t shirt. You can always count on them to either have their t shirt on still or their socks. Absolutely. When they get off, you gotta work. get some. Yeah, when we get off work, that's one of the things that you can count on them still wearing. But uh, yeah. I was excited to be here. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you for coming, and I will see y'all on the next episode. Oh, uh, also, I, I normally tell people to like put their give them people like their if they want to put their uh, uh, social media handles on there or something. Oh like yeah, that. it is Lala Elise L A L A. A L Y S E. I'm gonna repeat a little bit slow. L A L A 
A-L-Y-S-E. And that's on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Okay, yeah, you made it pretty easy. Because most people are like, oh, this one is this, and this one is this, and this mm-hmm. one is this. And it's like, okay, I'll just put it in the description. But All I'll also same. put it in the description so people uh, see it in there as well. Uh, and I hate sounding too cocky, but y'all could Google me and everything gonna pop up. Oh yeah, she's she's also weird. Thing. <laughs> I see you post that the other day where somebody like had you on there, like, does she have OnlyFans or something like oh that? I was, I was, I was like, people are wild on the internet, and they would just take your pictures and they don't give a fuck. Don't even. They will take your pictures, and she's like on some blog website where they asking like she has to have news. Does anybody have them? And it was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I thought I'd never see something like that. That shit is so funny. But it's funny that you posted that because, like, a lot of people don't post something, wouldn't post something like that. Like, these motherfuckers got me on a vlog trying yeah. to get me to see if I got nudes or something. <laughs> yeah, no, people are crazy. But yeah, definitely be careful with what you post because once you post it to the internet, it belongs to the internet. And you don't know who has that shit. Yeah. Somebody probably making money off of you right now. Right. Oh, when I get on TikTok, if I be on live, they got people in there that's like, girl, I'm gonna use your pictures to be a catfish. They tell me, like verbally, like type it out physically and tell me on my live that they're gonna use my pictures to be a catfish. So y'all be looking out for that shit. It's dangerous out here. Stay yeah. safe. But all right, this has been another episode. <laughs> uh I'll see y'all uh next week and I'm out.